0: and welcome on in to the PHFL NFL podcast. Here again with our week 12 review Thanksgiving week and what turned out to be the longest week in NFL history. I think it was 150 hours from the start of game one to the end of the last game of the week. I felt that that's how long
1: the last game was
0: last night. Oh yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> if, was it worth the wait? Some people might say yes. If you're looking for an offensive spectacle, then possibly not. But yeah, the first game started uh, on Thursday and the last one finished on Wednesday, a very long week. But as I say, we're joined, as always, as you've already heard, his Dulcet Tones by Kai and also by Mikey. Dulcet okay, okay, Tones, maybe about half. But uh, wait,
2: wait your turn until you get into this.
0: <laughs> Jump in the gun, alright, Kai's... No, no, what it is, Mikey? He's trying to, he's trying to become the main host of this. You know, instead of like the the two uh, analysts. That you two are, you know, with your great footballing knowledge and I just hear and speak no, rubbish. That's, you know. <laughs> Analysts might
2: nah, be kind yeah, on both would, of it. I mean, yeah. on, the, on the Discord uh, video chat, it looks like he's wearing a, a retro Man United away kit. That's all I'm saying. It's even actually, even a uh, it
0: looks like i a, I'm wearing a, a
1: Holland retro 19... God knows. 19 I, canteen. And, I, I, year or I so.
0: think uh, Kai did admit that it's not a real one as well. No, it was a tenor in Amsterdam airport. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, suggests it's definitely not real. Um, But you know what was real? 16 games this week. A full slate of games. No one was on by. And the first one was a a typical, historically, uh, historically, I'm trying to get the right word out there, but uh, historically, Detroit have always hosted the Thanksgiving game. And they did the same this year when they were, were at home to the Houston Texans. And the Houston Texans won 41 points to 25. A lot of people may have been expecting a snooze fest with these two losing records. Detroit maybe not being great. Uh, and it showed, to be fair, that Detroit certainly weren't great. But I think the actual quality of Deshaun Watson uh in particular uh was, was shown in this game with the way the Houston Texans played. Deshaun Watson threw four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Two of those touchdowns did go to Will Fuller, who it uh, was the reason he caught two touchdowns, maybe because he was on performance-enhancing drugs.
1: Not entirely sure, but I will certainly take it. Yeah, not that he, it made any difference. I got thirty-five points in that game and still lost. This yeah, week. he,
0: uh, he, he's apparently come out and said now, if you've not heard already, that uh, Fuller's been banned for the next six games. Uh, apparently, he's blaming his physician. That was, there was another,
1: I, I can't remember who exactly There was someone else off the Texans is in the same position And they said it was the same position from the start of the
0: year That supplied them both Yeah, with who said that it was alright and apparently it isn't now But yeah, we'll just pass over that quickly But he did get two touchdowns um, on, the, on the Detroit Lions side of the ball Adrian Peterson got two rushing touchdowns Which was as uh, good for Peterson Well done, clear this week You've played Peterson in the right game, especially after i said you maybe starting last week and he didn't do very well. Um, But the big news story from this game, would you say, is the Matt Patricia story?
2: Yeah. I wouldn't say it's breaking news. It It almost
1: doesn't come as a surprise, but it does at the same time, I think we were saying. Yeah, long time coming, I think.
0: Yes, I don't think a huge surprise. What could be interesting is if they do get an offensive-minded coach in there, instead of a defensive-minded one, could we see Matt Stafford maybe reaching the heights that we expected them to have reached?
2: Yeah, I think with I think Kenny Galladay this season has been in and out the team through injury. Uh, Marvin Jones is always a good wide receiver too. They've got DeAndre Swift, they've got experience, Nate, Adrian Peterson, TJ Hawkinson, good offensive line when it's all together. I think the the main thing that a coach coming into this team needs to look at is that they've got pieces there. They a couple of weeks ago they were in contention to push for the playoffs and I think they've now lost back-to-back games so it's important that you look at the positives if you're a Detroit Lions fan. I think the biggest disappointment is the fact that Matt Patricia was a Super Bowl winning coordinator at the, at the Patriots and he's just not been able to translate that into wins as a head coach. So whoever Becomes a head coach of the Lions. There is pieces there. They've got good pieces on defense as well. Uh, a young team. They'll probably have a maybe a top ten pick in the draft if if they continue. It just depends on how they want to finish the season. But yeah, um, I would like to see an offensive mind come in because I think Matthew Stafford definitely deserves it.
0: Yes, I totally agree with you. Um, I th- I thought Patricia would, as you say, do quite well as a head coach. Especially you know, learning under Belichick, a similar sort of Belichick-style coach, but um, certainly not there. Maybe he'll get a chance later on, but maybe he'll go back to being a coordinator, because defensively he had been quite good as a coordinator, but the team was kind of... I'm surpri- I think we agreed with this. We are surprised he stayed in the job for as long, because he was yeah, there... Th- th- <laughs> A lot longer than that. There's
2: though. still a role for him. There's a role still for him in the NFL. As a head coach right now remains to be seen, but you've seen what happened with, with Jason Garrett at the Cowboys. He's now coordinated at the at the Giants. So there is role still for coaches who, who get sacked or leave for whatever reason. So um I, I like to think that Patricia will still be in a team with a team in the NFL next season.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh on the on the Texans side of the ball, I think uh I think they're uh temporary head coach is maybe uh, performing well enough that, do you think he might get offered the job full time at the end of the season? I know there's a lot of college coaches that a lot of people are liking the look of but I think he's done not bad uh, trying to turn this around. Uh, obviously the wide receiver game now, they have released Kenny Stills and now they've lost Fuller so their, their wide receiver room is going to be Cooks, Q T, and Cobb when Cobb is back off injury. Uh, it looks like Deshaun Watson was—he didn't really have to throw the ball a lot. He only tried twenty-four attempts, but 4, uh, twenty-five attempts, sorry, four of them touchdowns. Passer in one hundred and fifty. Um, JJ Watt's interception. I Enjoyed seeing him catching that ball and then running back with it. It was a uh,
2: Te- textbook JJ Watt. Yeah, he just—he
1: just, uh, just kind of had to get in the way of it, didn't he? Like, yeah, he didn't really need to do a hell of a lot to
0: catch it. But I, I mean, impressive after nonetheless, after his wee brother had kind of been showing him up so far this year, uh, yeah, I think just JJ just put him back in his place. Exactly, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I I'm, I think it's there's quite positive things to take away here for the the Houston Texans. Uh, obviously they're now on four and seven. I could see them uh with the the remaining schedule getting up to what, seven and nine, maybe eight and eight to be a five hundred team, and yeah. that would end up after the start of the season. I think
1: considering, yeah, I was going to say considering how they start the season, I think if they get to a five hundred record, then I think they'll probably be
2: happy with that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree.
2: There was also the just to touch on it the. Deshaun Watson, almost running back style flea flicker that happened, it was just like backyard football, it was unbelievable, I, I can't remember who the running back was, if it was Carlos Hyde, but went for a run, checked his run so Certainly wasn't I, Carlos Hyde Sorry uh, Duke,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Would it have been impressive if Carlos Hyde yeah. uh, <laughs> <play>? <laughs> I'm reading his name here I'm
2: looking at something else um, no, uh, Duke Johnson I think went to run, and it was almost as if he, he completely scared himself and he kind of just turned around and went to Deshaun Watson <laughs> and you, you you take it and flipped back to Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller and acres of space. He could have just walked into the end zone but it was a cool play. Nice to see um, that offence clicking after a terrible start to the season but their schedule was so bad at the start of the season that now that they're starting to kind of play opponents that they have the beatings of. I mean, they played who, the Steelers and things like that at the start. And the Chiefs at the start um, as well, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's nice to see the Texans get some wins because that that schedule at the start of the season was probably the worst in the league.
0: Yes, I I totally agree. Um, I think I think they're coming into something now, and I think they could easily get to five hundred if they if they they need to. Um, two teams who I don't think will get to five hundred uh, was the other game that was on on Thanksgiving, uh, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the what would have been the middle game, if the the Ravens and Steelers game stayed on, Uh, but the the second and last game, uh, Washington football team beating the Dallas Cowboys, 41 points to 16, and all I have to say is Antonio Gibson, this is your season, son. Fantastic, he's showing uh, showing off what people were hoping to get from him, 20 rushing attempts, 115 yards, and 3 touchdowns, and he had 5 receptions, only for 21 yards, but getting involved in the passing game even more than J.D. McKissick, I think I've said most of the season, I liked, as we call him, Tony Gibson, and I think it was showing he was very, very good in this game. Was it perhaps helped, do you think, Kai, by the poor Cowboys defence? I was going to say, like, the
1: game was tight until the start of the fourth quarter, and then I don't know what
0: happened. Tony Gibson happened! Tony Gibson!
1: It went from being twenty sixteen to forty one sixteen in the space of like three plays. Yeah, um,
2: horrible decision making.
1: Some of the, I mean, that uh, the was it the the fake, was the four, fake punt. one fourth down and the fake punt thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they almost ran back into their own end zone to come all the way around. It was what an, what end, was of, on, an but, end
0: around in the fake punt, but I don't know if you've seen the still image of when he's done the end around, <laughs> and there's a receiver downfield, <laughs> and the wide round. open wide open and he just yeah. doesn't try and throw it and he just continues to run Aye, it was um, I think I think
1: you can probably put it down to the the Cowboys being very bad aye, and making some poor decisions but I think you've got to give Antonio Gibson and the uh, the Washington football team a bit of credit as well, I think they were good um, and I would say if anyone is going to win this division over the Eagles, I would like it to be Washington I would prefer it to be Washington than either of the other two teams. I think I had this discussion with Mikey. Um, it's just I definitely don't want Dallas to win it. I don't think they will. Um, and there's something I just don't quite like about the Giants. Yeah, so, I, I yeah.
0: think I think Washington have a strong chance now, especially we'll come on to it later with the possibility of Daniel Jones's injury at New, New York. York. Um, yeah. I think Washington uh, have a good chance
2: in the Cowboys game at the start. I think they had a fourth and short, the Cowboys, and they, and they went for it and they, they didn't convert it. And straight away, I was like, I like seeing that because you know that this is a must get one game for both teams and they were showing some intent on offense. Uh, they wanted to try and convert the first, uh, the fourth down. And then I think they did it again on fourth and short and couldn't convert it. And I was like, right, OK. And then they did that one that we were just talking about. And it was like, there's, there's times where you know you have to go for it early in the game, set the tone, compared to at the time when they made that fourth-in conversion when it was a complete fail, their defense was playing well. And you've got to think, put the defence back on the field, hopefully get a three-and-out, and then maybe see what happens or make a big play, maybe get fumble return, interception, anything like that. But it was a strange decision, really, really strange. I think that Mike McCarthy, although being a Super Bowl winning coach in Green Bay is possibly starting to get found out. I don't even know. I, I'm not even sure what's happening just now. I think he was getting found out towards the end of his Packers uh, career. But yeah,
1: I don't think he's a good coach at all.
2: I thought it was a great decision bringing him in, obviously being a Packers fan but, and I thought he was a perfect fit for, obviously you've got the Dak injury and loads of other things that happen in the Cowboys but it's been a complete write-off of a season for the Cowboys.
0: Yes, aye. I think that's a fair analysis of that for the Cowboys so far this season, a complete write-off. Talking about teams who have had a complete write-off of a season, New York Jets were at home to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins won 20 points to 3. Kai was looking at this game, and sorry Kai, I'm going to give a stat for this game, and you've probably got it because you hate it, because I steal all your stats anyway. But in, it. in the two games versus the Dolphins this season, the New York Jets have scored three total points. Yep. Madness.
2: Absolute madness. Are you... Are you talking about on the season for the Jets or just those two games? For just the,
0: Dolphins? the two games versus the Dolphins. Hey, it's probably not far oh, off the same in the season. If you told me, you told me
2: it
0: was the full season, I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> but yes, um, they scored a, a field goal in the first drive. I think Kai, you were looking at this game and then didn't do anything after that.
1: Yep. First drive of the game, five minutes in, got a good drive down the field and then settled for a field goal. And kind of off the back of that, I thought this might actually stay tight. The Jets look, because I thought got a about them. And oh my gosh, it was horrific for the rest of the game to say the least. Um finished twenty-three. Dolphins didn't really need to get out of second gear. Um without Tua, I think obviously you've got a great backup in, in Ryan Fitzpatrick, two hundred and fifty seven yards, two touchdowns. Again, he he didn't he could have done that in his sleep, I think. He was never really under much pressure. Um but Sam Darnold really did not have a good game at all. Really I mean none of the, the Jets players did but um 197 yards, two interceptions, they gave up three sacks on him. Uh yeah, not not really a a hell of a lot to say on the on the Jets side of the ball.
0: Everyone was saying all season Donald will be great when he's got all his weapons back, when he's got all you, his weapons. He, he, he had all his weapons happened. back. Exactly. You said that Yeah. I, I was saying that because there was other people saying it as well. Where I think when the QB that- ranked. <laughs> 11, 11 I think I had him fairly high. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: uh, this week, if ever there was going to be a week where he kind of showed that he's still worth his money, um, this would have been it. He had Brashad Perriman, he did Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder, Frank Gore. Um, yeah. He had a full offensive line, as far as I'm aware. I think, or he had almost as full an offensive line as he could have at this point. Um, and he he didn't really take advantage of it. No. I, don't, don't get me wrong, the Dolphins defence is very good and like I think you've said it as well before Mikey, they, they are very much to be feared um, but I don't. they didn't need to really be good to, to stop them scoring points this week.
0: Yeah, my, my one sentence I'm going to give on this uh, is New York Jets owners, just get rid of everyone. Adam Gase uh, trade away start again. Get, trade away Darnold, get loads of picks in pick up Trevor Lawrence with the first pick of the draft and rebuild this team um, I think
2: um, the I've just tried to <laughs> I've just tried I've just tried to Google Dolphins takeaways because I think that they they've got the most the, the current active streak for most takeaways uh, most consecutive games with a takeaway I think it's I think 18 it, it went into it? towards the end of last season as well but yeah it's coming up um like fish and chip takeaway, dolphin <laughs> fish and chip shop. So maybe we'll just move on. <laughs> I'm sure. It, I'm sure
0: it's 17 or 18 games. I heard. I uh, heard that statistic. Yeah. Make yeah. It's the longest
2: active streak in the NFL of takeaways. Yeah. Uh, consecutive games where takeaway.
1: The the only other thing I would really say on the Dolphins' side of the ball is I think they will probably be quite glad to to get Miles Gaskin back when he is back in. Um, obviously with Salvin Ahmed uh, out this week as well, they kind of struggled a wee bit. They tried to give everyone a wee touch of the ball, but not really get and going on the ground, but luckily it was
0: against the Jets. Exactly, so you don't even have to be good to beat the Jets uh, in the NF- The NFC. No, that's the AFC East, isn't it? <laughs> because another team in the AFC East uh, who have been dominating that division for several years, but not so much this year, were the new England Patriots. And you also had the pleasure of watching that game, Kai when the Patriots hosted the Arizona Cardinals and a game that everyone said, well, Kyler Murray and his Cardinals are going to win this. Isn't that Here right? we
1: go. Yep. And surprise, surprise. Um, again, I'll skim over this quickly because it was another horrific game. Uh, I think it was that the highlight of this game was let's see who can be the worst quarterback and get off the field quickest. Between the two of them, they had two of the worst games I've ever seen from either of them. You.
2: How dare you talk about Kyler Murray like
1: that? Kyler Murray, 170 front, yards for me. an interception. Cam, 84 yards and two interceptions. Cam Newton had a 23.6 passer rating.
0: That I think I could
1: do better than that. <laughs> Kyler Murray only had 67, so between the two of them they managed to stay under 100 combined. Yeah, um, yeah that's poor. But it wasn't even as if they, they got it going on the ground either. Cam Newton only had 46 yards rushing. Uh, and Kyler Murray only had thirty-one, which for a quarterback's relatively good, but for the two of them you expect
0: quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, just if they're not passing the ball, you expect them to at least be able to run with the ball. Touching on the New England side, uh, this was a season low in yards and yep. passing yards for New England. I, I, I hate you. <laughs> You're Stealing your stats again. Stole.
1: Um you've kinda of half stole it. I'll uh, get to it then. Um even like the the Patriots had less than two hundred yards total offense. <laughs> um Obviously with James White getting both the touchdowns. Kenyon Drake, two touchdowns, seventy eight yards. I think he's kind of claiming that backfield as his own again. Um he's had a couple of weeks where he was kind of he was out, then he was sharing that a wee bit with Chase Edmonds, but I think he's I think he's staked his staked his claim. Is that a word? Yeah.
0: Staked. Yeah.
1: Um he's staked his claim as, as being the lead
2: in that backfield. And obviously and Rex Rex Buckhead's out for the season now as well. Yeah. So. I think
1: I think the Patriots will probably uh, like we've said before they they have a very interchangeable backfield. Um, obviously with Harris kind of breaking through in the last couple of weeks and looking like he's the guy. I mean, he had fourteen touches. Uh, ha- it Harris like he's he's probably gonna... is
0: probably going. It's very much the kind of north south like down the middle. Aye. and then I think he, he's
1: he's not going to weave in and yeah. out, folk. He just run. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I have to say is I have a separate stat, which mad. Um, Cam Newton became the first starting quarterback to win a game this week with fewer than 10 completions, fewer than 100 passing yards, no passing touchdowns and two or more interceptions. Do you think you could name the last person that did it? Week 15
0: 2016 I think I know this
1: I I don't I'll I'll see if Adam can guess it
0: So what was the statistic again, sorry?
1: So the, the first quarterback since week 15 2016 to win a game Despite having less than ten completions, he had nine. Uh, fewer than a hundred passing yards, he had eighty-four, and less than uh, sorry, two or more interceptions with no passing touchdowns.
0: And the last time it was done was Week Fifteen of the two thousand sixteen season.
1: Yep. Joe Flacco. Two thousand
2: sixteen season,
1: Joe Flacco. Uh, no, nope. right. Who did you? Who did you think it was? It Mikey.
2: Uh, if it, if you hadn't said 2016, I thought it was Mark Sanchez for the Jets.
0: No, nah. it was Brock Osweiler. Oh, <laughs> was he at the Broncos or the Texans at that point? I can't quite remember. Uh, I have no idea. I think it was still just, the Broncos at that point,
1: wasn't it? Uh, either way, that's a horrific start. Oh yeah, and I think the I think the Cardinals will probably be kicking themselves at the fact they managed to lose that game. Oh, despite de- definitely. The it Patriots was... been so bad. Um, uh, and what would have been probably an easy win for them in their playoff push. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. They'll, they'll be ruining that chance. I think that was a big mischance yeah. for them. D- considering the 49ers and the Rams were playing each other. So there's one, obviously we'll come on to that, but there's one that, that went their way in, in the fact that Rams lost. Can I playoffs, just so.
0: say, Mikey, uh, thank you for uh, trading me Michael Thomas and Kenyon Drake <laughs> in fantasy football. Because uh, Kenyon Drake now looks like he's coming back from his injury with 22 I'm touches compared to Chase Edmonds 6 uh, and I'm you...
2: still happy with my trade don't, don't you worry about That's all me right. I'm still That's all happy right. I mean, with you've it. only
0: got T Higgins who doesn't have a quarterback anymore and Clyde Edwards <laughs> who rushes for about 2 yards a game might get a couple of touchdowns sometimes but... <laughs> <laughs> what I will say
2: though is I'm ready for my first of 2 outlandish claims of the week oh so I get to oh.
0: hit the button if I can remember what button is the actual button for your outlandish claim Make his outliners, make his outliners claim the week. He's not going to see it.
2: So with five games left to go in the season, and the Patriots at five and six, I think they're going to finish on on or above 500 this season. I think they're going to finish with an eight and eight record or better. And that is because I've looked at the schedule. I think they're beating the. I think they're beating the Chargers this Sunday. I think we've seen it with Stephon Gilmore um, against Hopkins. Stephon Gilmore. I know he's they're in a he's in a struggling team this season, but he's still one of the he's, best, if not the best corner in the. He's game. only uh, he's
1: only allowed a hundred or more yards once this season.
2: Yeah. The so I think <clears throat> Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to have a a struggle this week against the the Chargers secondary. I think they'll lose to the Rams. I think they'll beat Miami. And I think they'll potentially beat Buffalo. And then I think they'll beat the Jets as well. So that I think in the last five games, I think they're going to win three or four of their last.
0: And that's interesting. If, if we were, I don't know if any of you have ever uh, seen the Fantasy Footballers podcast, but they do a thing called a water bet where they spin a wheel of water. is what they call it. They've got an app that they've made and whoever loses the bet gets a cup of water thrown over them in whatever way. The the wa- the water wheel says. So whether it be pour it over their head or throw it on their back or whatever, I would be very happy to place a water bet that that is not going to happen. Oh,
2: well, for this I, for this just this I'll, one. I'll, I'll double did.
0: down on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, what we'll do is I'll accept both of those, and when we do our first podcast together, when we're all able to do it in the same room, if I lose that bet, I will get to do that too, you. What do I win though? Just pride.
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, if if you win the bet, you get to throw the water over us. That's fine. Deal. And if we win, then we get to throw the water over you. Yeah. At so the they're at five.
2: And, they're at five and six just now. I think they'll win. I think they'll lose one of their last five games. Definitely against the Rams. I think they've got the beating of the Chargers, Miami, Buffalo. And New York Buffalo's the, the on the fence yeah. one, but even if they lose that, they would still finish eight. Yeah, and that's eight, fine.
0: Like, so, if they finish with eight wins or more, you win. If they finish with seven I'll, or less, then I'll add it to the list, right? Perfect. That was Mikey's first outlandish claim because we didn't actually have one last week, I don't think. So,
2: he's making up, for, up, a, a big one. Making up for it, making up for it this week
0: one. with two. Then, the next one's you know? a big one. Well, talking about uh, teams, I, I was trying to get a, a link here, it's not really going to work, but we'll just go on to, <laughs> to the next game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the oh. Vikings.
2: Oh, oh. Actually, I'll let you... My next outlandish claim involves one of these teams. So oh, just,
0: oh, there's the link. So the second outlandish claim is involving one of these two teams. There we go. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at home to the Carolina Panthers. The Vikings won 28 points to 27. Um, This might seem strange to say, but I was always confident that Minnesota were going to win this game. No, I know that seems the strange the game. because at one point... <laughs> Well, at one point there were 21 points to 10 down but that was because of two defensive fumble recoveries for touchdowns in a row by Jeremy Chin which is the first time ever in the NFL that two fumble recoveries have been returned for the touchdowns on back-to-back plays. Back-to-back snaps. Which is- is.
2: See, if, see if a wide receiver or even a, sorry, see just a quarterback let's just say Justin Herbert on one snap through a touchdown to Keenan Allen then went off the field and got the ball back, and then on the next snap threw a touchdown to Mike Williams or something like that. It would be so cool. See the fact that a defensive player, a defensive rookie, has done it.
0: Yeah, it is just
2: absolute madness.
0: Unbelievable. Back to back plays. Back to back plays. Unbelievable. Um, it's now six one possession losses for the Panthers this season. Now to put that into perspective, the the Panthers have lost eight games, so six of those games have been by one possession. They've lost, and at, just to clarify my point I was always confident the Vikings were going to win it because I didn't think the Panthers were being great on offence and those two defensive touchdowns made a huge difference to the game if it wasn't for them there'd be 15 points in the game uh, yep. but I, I, I was confident that the Vikings were going to win it and in the end of it even without Adam Thielen um, Dalvin Cook didn't explode as much as he normally did uh, he did also have a fumble in there as well there was a, a worry he was, he was injured but then he came back fine um, the rushing game. I think they tried almost every running back they have on their roster on the Panther side of the ball. Uh, Mike Davis wasn't the, the kind of workhorse that he had been. Teddy, nineteen completions, two hundred sixty-seven yards, one touchdown, one interception. I'll be honest, it wasn't really that great. There wasn't a huge amount of excitement happening.
2: I think the, the final quarter was probably the only exciting part of the yeah. game. Kind of middled. Towards that an explosive finish.
0: Exactly. But I say I was always fairly confident when I when I was watching it and I walked back to the highlights. Obviously I knew what the result was and I watched the highlights. But as I was watching the game, I was thinking, I think Minnesota are gonna do this. I think they've got enough quality that they're gonna do it. Even with Kirk Cousins there at the quarterback. Um I think it was probably.
1: It it was probably an easier win for the Vikings than the score line would suggest. Yeah, um, I, I would agree. I think I think the score line's a bit misleading. Yeah. Uh, to say it was a one point yeah. game was a
0: bit. I don't have anything else to add on it. Basically, Jeremy Chin made two defensive touchdowns, that was the highlight it's of the game. It's the most exciting
2: thing that happened, wasn't it? Yeah. I think Kurt Cousins deserves some serious praise for what he's been doing the past couple of weeks. Um since this kind of turnaround, since he started on three. Or I think they started one in five potentially even as well. But the obviously it helps having Adam Thielen, who we spoke about in the last podcast, is he borderline top five, definitely top ten receiver in the league. And then you've got Justin Jefferson as well that that boy is good <laughs> that's all I'm going to say on that that, yes, good. Is. that boy is good I, I spoke to one of my friends about it because I know I've said to you guys as well two drafts ago when the Packers passed on D.K. Metcalf I was absolutely gutted and then this year I, was, I really wanted the Packers to draft Justin Jefferson and obviously I went to the Vikings instead so and you know I'm very outspoken about D.K. and I think this time next year it'll probably be on the same boat with Justin Jefferson so Hopefully, I, I, hopefully Justin Jefferson wins Rookie of the Year, just so that. Because my bet is void. My bet with Kai is void because Burroughs. It's, it's not so. void. Uh, well, There's no terms and
1: conditions up. in the, the bet that said if he goes out injured, he's void.
2: No, I'm just saying if Herbert wins it, I'm still going to have to give you money. So I'm, I'm, Yes, I'm, I'm correct. Sorry.
1: I, th- I thought you were trying to null and void the bet
2: there oh, no, because the idea, Herbert was out. The idea of handing. High money, or even transferring of it in this digital age with COVID. This digital
1: oh. age, twit me, January seventeenth. Yeah, that's what it says.
0: sorry, grandpa. Cash <laughs> the society. The
2: no,
1: yes, digital I, age with the with a face twit and the book.
2: I, um, I will give my second. Outlandish claim of the League. I, I get game.
0: to sing it again. That's fine. If you have to, yeah. <laughs> It's outlandish, Mikey's outlandish, Mikey's outlandish claim of the week. I think I get better at that every time. That's what your mum says. <laughs> she has warned me that's, not that's to sing reason, anymore.
2: <laughs> the only reason Adam's mum listens to the podcast is to hear that beautiful voice. <laughs> so, after the Vikings starting the season, one in five. I think they're going to make the playoffs.
0: I agree with you, Mikey.
2: I think they are going to make the playoffs at the expense of either the Arizona Cardinals or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's who I think they're going to pick to a spot. I think, looking at their schedule, they're now 5-6, and six, similar to the Patriots, but they play Jacksonville. They play Chicago. They play Detroit. And the two tough games are obviously a to the New Orleans Saints and a way to the Bucks. The, I'm looking at Week 16 against the Saints. If they've already clinched a one seed, or clinched to playoffs or the division. They might, they might rest players. They they might want to rest Drew Brees again. the The Tampa Bay game again is is the big one for them. But I just I don't like the way Tampa Bay are, are playing just now. We'll get to that, but I, I can see them getting a wild card spot definitely. Whether it remains to be seen who they're going to pip to it, but looking at the standings, I'm I've I've looked at the Cardinal schedule as well, and I'm. I'm all. I love the Cardinals, but I just I don't like what I'm seeing from them at the moment. I think Cliff Kingsbury is making some rookie mistakes. Uh, so yeah, I've got the Vikings making the playoffs. I think the Vikings
1: are in a they're in a fortunate position where obviously there's the extra extra wild card spot this year, and obviously the um, the NFC East is horrific. So there's only going to be one team come out of that. Obviously the the Saints and the Packers are are all but in, um, and then. The fact that there could potentially be three from that division uh, would suggest that if the Vikings get a run going, they've all got to still play each other, I think. The Cardinals, the Rams and the Seahawks. There's still still quite a few divisional games to be played.
2: Yeah, I also think and we'll get to this as well, but with the 49ers towards the end of the season are going to play like they've got nothing to lose and i think they might take games off their division rivals like the cardinals and yeah. like whoever that else are playing so that's another reason i don't like i Card- sorry that, <coughs>
1: that that's yeah. kind of what i meant is that that division divisional yeah. kind of will take ones off each other Exactly,
2: so. and we'll obviously get to what the 49ers did this week but i just i like what i'm seeing from the vikings i'm loving justin jefferson and dalvin cook but the cardinal schedule it just doesn't nothing's jumping out at me as they are gonna win those games, especially when we've seen those poor losses that have had in recent weeks since the, the Hail Mary pass to, to Hopkins. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that the, the Vikings will make the playoffs in a wild card spot at the expense I don't know who but right now if I had to say it, it would either be the Cardinals or the Bucks.
0: I agree with you, Mikey. Compared to the other one where I disagreed I think the Vikings will get to the playoffs as well. Which hurts me to say as a Packers fan. <laughs> but,
2: exactly, that was a tough
0: one. But I actually do. One team, uh, Kai, who I personally don't think should be in the playoffs, but somehow are at the moment, is the Cleveland Browns. And they scraped past the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, explain. 27 points to
1: 25. Uh, that was a strange game. Another not very exciting one, but a strange one nonetheless. Yeah. Um, Obviously, with Mike Glennon under centre for the 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 Jaguars, Um, I think people expected the Browns to probably run away with it, Uh, which they did because they never passed the ball. Yep, Uh, I mean there's there's (laughs) there's not really a lot to be said. To be honest, Uh, Baker Mayfield played uncharacterless. I can't say that word. Should never have tried to say it uncharacteristically. Well. 19 of 29 actually that's not very good can I just say
0: something here could we just copy and paste everything we always say about the Browns whenever they win Baker didn't didn't pass the ball a lot they ran the ball very well and ended up winning the game to be fair
1: Baker may feel passed the ball relatively well for 90% of this game um I think we all know the point that I'm meaning when I say he didn't pass the ball well. Oh, you when,
0: mean that really wide uh, open receiver that you could have passed A wide body.
1: open receiver in the end zone, and I think he could have probably played it like a, a, a soccer throw-in, threw it two-handed over his head and probably got it more accurate. Uh, but yeah, 258 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Nick Chubb was really the focus for the Browns. He was 144 yards for a touchdown, I think. That's been a massive help for the Browns in the last couple of weeks, getting him back. Uh, and it's also, like we've always said, it helps Kareem Hunt. Uh, I think when the limelight is on Kareem Hunt, he struggles a wee bit more if he had to try and do everything himself. But if he can play off Nick Chubb, I think that's when that's when the Browns are really playing at their best, that's when the two of them are both, both um, firing. Uh, <laughs> annoyingly for Mikey, Jarvis Landry broke his 11-game touchdown duck with uh, what was... By far his best game this season 143 yards and a touchdown uh, The week Mikey Dropped him to the Ooh. waivers <laughs> uh, Luckily Mikey Still won his matchup this week yeah, well, Luckily for him unluckily luckily for Just, Everyone else in the league
2: Like looking at his points Like 11, 7, 7, 15, 12 7, 10, 9, 5 4, so I'm thinking, and he's, he's not even Been in my start, I think he was in my starting lineup the first Couple of weeks of the season and then I managed to bring A few rookies in off the waivers but and then I'm thinking, right, just drop him. Like, yeah, he's just taking up space on my bench. We had some problems because we didn't we weren't sure if the Steelers game was going to go ahead. And I had yeah. the Steelers D, so I had to bring in another defense as a backup. And he goes and scores 28.3 fantasy points off 143 yards uh, and a touchdown. This <laughs> is only touchdown of the season. As soon as it went in, I just knew. Uh, I was like, typical. He's, it, he's
1: first touchdown since week one. He had a touchdown yeah. week one, yeah. and then had nothing for eleven. 10 or 11 weeks And then obviously Gets another one this week
2: No he's, he's, He didn't have a touchdown In week one either I'm just looking at the things Just now I thought he did as well But he had Baltimore 5 receptions 61 yards Didn't have a score
1: oh, Well there you
2: go But yeah. the the thing and Baker Mayfield Hasn't thrown a Passing touchdown Since week 7 We're in week 12 now So <laughs> So he, he, he threw
1: 12 <laughs> 12 this week No he didn't He threw 2 this week That is her uh,
0: I did not know that stat He hadn't uh, thrown one he Oh my five,
1: 5 weeks
2: but I, I understand. I think one of them was a, a bye week, and then you had those three really bad weather games. But still, that that does not. That's just it's I, shocking
1: I, quarterback as to. I've always said. If you have to win a game where your quarterback doesn't do what a quarterback's meant to do, that's that's when you should maybe worry.
0: Yep.
2: Exactly. If, if, they, um, if they make the playoffs this year and maybe lose in the first round or something like that. Do you think they, look, they want to look elsewhere at quarterback? Or do you think they maybe wait till his rookie quarterback uh, I think or...
1: regardless of what happens, they should look elsewhere. <laughs> like, I know obviously it's easy for us to say sitting here our, on our, um, on our high, high horse, but I just don't think that's the right way for the Browns to go. I mean... They have so many good options. They have two very good running backs. They've got, obviously, Rashad Higgins, the rookie wide receiver, with... Jarvis Landry and obviously Odell Beckham to come back, the three of them as the receiving group, two good running backs If they've obviously got um, Garrett on defence as well if they get a good quarterback they, they could become a very very, I say become, they're already a pretty good team I would say but um, I think they could Kind of take themselves to the next level. the label, I can't speak. No, today. you can't. I'll take over. I just, um,
0: if, if I just they... <laughs> can't believe they're eight and three. I cannot believe no, they're no, three. if they're sensible. This backroom staff, then uh, they'll make, make use of the value of Baker after this yep. playoff run and trade him for more than he's probably worth, uh, and then get someone else. In my opinion, um, on the other side of the ball, Kai Mike Glennon was actually oh. surprisingly all right.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, like, it didn't have that bad a game. No, um, ninety-six point seven rating. Like, considering he's probably barely played, he's yeah. barely taken a snap in the past few years to come in and do that. It's probably pretty impressive, and I think the Jags can't really ask for much more out of them. Look like a fairly um,
0: efficient offense. Just looking at the statistics and seeing the result yeah, of the game.
1: they, they, they never, they didn't really make many mistakes, but they never. He didn't expect them to do so, but they never looked as if they were lighting the wor- put, setting the world alight. Um, James Robinson doing what we've come to expect of of James Robinson: 128 yards for a touchdown on the ground, five receptions for 31 yards as well. Uh, yeah. You've got the most receptions and the most rushing yards. Uh, he seems to be the offense. The the
0: offense. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, Colin Johnson. Aye, what a catch and run for that boy!
1: Never heard of him before, no. but that was rather impressive. Aye, it was really good. Uh, to- and then, yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're missing um, DJ Chark. I think when he comes back, he's then obviously a, another option to slot into that. They they have got to go out in this draft and get another quarterback. That because they're starting Mike Glennon out of choice. Baker, Baker Mayfield. Um Gardner Minshew isn't injured anymore, apparently. He's, he's now, fat. He's, he now he's now
0: third string, apparently. Like in yeah. the depth chart, they've actually got Luton as second option and then Minshew.
1: Uh so they can't run at this franchise with Mike Glennon. And well, Jake I mean Luton I mean they're the... definitely
0: at this stage getting a top three pick, so I'd imagine yep. they'll get a quarterback from it, you would have thought. Um yes. The reason that they're getting a top three pick is because they're really bad in that AFC South. But two teams who are actually quite good in that AFC South was my uh next game I was having a look at, the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Um, we'll start off on the Colts' side of the ball just quickly because there was no Jonathan Taylor this week. And you know how much I love Jonathan Taylor. Him and Tony Gibson are my, are my two. There was none of him this week because I believe it was his girlfriend who had tested positive for COVID and he had to isolate because of it. Um, yeah. So instead, you had the really efficient running play, not of Naim Hines and Jonathan Wilkins, who between them had 16 attempts for 51 yards, uh, which wasn't great. Um, Jacoby Brissett came on uh, for a few rushing quarterback sneaks, which I'm still not, I'm still not sure why they don't give that to Rivers because. I feel like Rivers is more of a physical specimen that would be able to break through better, but nonetheless, they bring on uh, Jacoby Brissett and he got two rushing touchdowns on the goal line there. Um, Philip Rivers really wasn't that great in this game, I don't think. Uh, And and I say Indianapolis lost 45 points to 26 because, and we'll go into the important side of the ball here, King Henry, 27 rushing attempts, 178 yards, three touchdowns. Mikey is grinning like a Cheshire Cat as he's in both of his fantasy teams that we have. Uh, Ryan Tanhill only had to complete 13 passes in the game because they ended up being so far ahead at one point. And who knew that A.J. Brown was such a good special teams player to get that kickoff return for a touchdown off the onside kick? Clearly not me. No, because you decided at the week, start of this week to
1: change him and DJ Moore around, then I changed them back, so AJ Brown was starting until maybe 5, being in mind the game's kick-off in the UK at like 5 past 6, we'll call it, at like 5.59, I changed it. I yeah. put DJ Moore in.
0: Well, that was a bit silly, wasn't it?
2: Here's, here's a question, though. If DJ Moore got 10.1 points, if AJ Brown... Wasn't in your team and you put in DJ Moore and he got ten points in your flex. Would you be okay with that? Um, or are see, you just more annoyed see, because you've seen how big? Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm more uh, annoyed.
1: Sorry. I think I'm more annoyed because I know who I changed them for. Yeah,
0: like you say, if that op- if
1: that option wasn't there and DJ Mur got ten points, I probably wouldn't have been too bitter There is another reason I'm bitter about it, but I'll wait until we get to that game and then I'll talk about it. He's looking um, at me. Because, uh, he's looking at me, Adam.
0: Yeah, he is looking, he is looking right at you. It looks like kind <laughs> of. Death, I, I, of I have a note on
2: this game as well. That there's a so at the weekend there was a the Mike Tyson boxing match was on. Yes. Against Roy Jones, and on the undercard it was former three-time dunk champion in the NBA, Nate Robinson fought <laughs> the YouTuber Jake Paul and got sparked out in the <laughs> absolutely first <season>. not <laughs> so. A lot of athletes were were talking about it. Steph Curry, um, loads of basketball players, a few NFL players, Colts linebacker. Matthew Adams put this quote up on Saturday on social media. And this is his quote. When I retire from the NFL, I'm picking up the boxing gloves. Hashtag heavy hitter. And then on the Sunday, that same person was ejected for throwing a punch. I think the whole, I think the whole weekend just got too riled up. He's he too he hyped yeah, up. Yeah, and he's just went and blocked somebody and been cut out of the game. So uh, that's the only thing I've got in that game besides King
0: Henry. Yeah, I mean, Henry was just unbelievable. He, he really was. Um, I, I really don't know what else to say about it. There was a chance he was going to get a fourth one and Tannehill sneaked in a rushing touchdown as well. But there was I just, like that. Yeah, I, like yeah. That I mean, that that's the thing. See, when you've got Henry, who's so amazing, you, in that situation, you can give him it and he'll just run in. But because people are expecting it, even if people are expecting it, <laughs> And they put like eight in the block. He can still get in, but if yeah. if they are putting that to try and block his run, you can easily sneak a, a QB run in as well. But it was that it, uh, it was that second quarter really that made the big difference. The end of the second quarter, yeah. where they ended up with the last six minutes of the second quarter, they ended up getting twenty one points in it, and it was game by. So, I think
1: you I think that play even faked the cameraman. He was away with Derek Henry, and then Tannehill yeah. ran in with it.
0: Yeah, and I think um,
2: it's the the. Titans had 35 points at halftime yeah. and at halftime that was the most points the Colts had conceded all season in a game yeah. and it was only at halftime the
0: Colts defence is a really good defence but it just got yeah. bet upon by yeah. uh, Derek Henry there the only thing I say about the Titans now I know that they conceded only 26 points here but the only thing that puts me off them like being like a Super Bowl champion is I'm not sure their defence is quite at the same level as someone like a Saints, uh, a Steelers, you know, I don't think it's quite elite enough to put it up there. But this offense is—I'm uh, not going to say the best, but it's certainly up there and one of the best. Like they—they—they they, yeah. they run, and then Tannehill has had—I think was it was it five or nearly or maybe six game-winning drives this season. So unlike someone like the Ravens, who are rush-first offense, but then when they're behind, they struggle. This team. Can be rush fast, but then if they fall behind, they can still throw the ball. It's really exciting yeah. to watch. I think also- uh,
2: like, sorry, in you go making. No, I was just going to say you also have Cody Davis, who's having a, yeah. Yeah. a good resurgence this season.
1: Um, like you say, they're not gonna they're not gonna shut a team out and win scoring very little points. But I think they play to their strengths and they go, we have got to score lots of points here because we're not going to keep a team out. So let's do it early. Um. And I think they they probably did that very well against against the Colts this weekend. They knew the Colts defense was good. They had to go and be aggressive and score lots of points early. And I think they know probably that the the Colts offense isn't that good. Uh, yeah. The Colts have won games on their defense, yeah, uh, and yeah. they've just managed to coast through a wee bit on offense. Uh, but yeah, I think that was that was a big win for the Titans.
0: Quick question: Do you both do you think both these teams are playoff teams?
2: Titans definitely. I think with 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 Derek Henry, you've seen it towards the end of last season. He he gets better as the season goes on, which is weird considering how much physical contact he takes. Um, I think Titans will be there. I I think the Colts will probably sneak the six or seven seed. But there's that the AFC is brilliant just now. There's a lot of teams that are just fighting for that kind of six, seven, eight, nine spot. Like they're all there together. I think they've got enough. But I would have liked to have seen Jacoby Brissett play the full season.
0: That's that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I can understand that, definitely. What do you think, Kai? Uh,
1: I'm not going to lie, I didn't really pay attention to anything that was just said. <laughs> well, no, no I'm, I'm just asking,
0: uh, Titans and Colts, do you think they both get in the playoffs? <laughs> uh,
1: I would say yes, 100% on the Titans. The Titans will just build off this and they'll probably end up running away with that division, I think. Um, for the Colts... <sighs> I don't know because I mean that the, the Browns are, are picking up quite a bit of momentum. Um and I think I think what will probably save them and, and help them get to the playoff push is the fact that the Raiders have kind of fallen very badly. I don't think they'll get many more wins for the rest of the season. Well so, the real so, the real competition
0: yes. there say uh, the real competition there is obviously you've got Miami who are currently seven and four alongside the Colts. Uh yep. Patriots who Mikey thinks might jump up there but you've also got the Browns on 8-3 the Ravens on 6-5, the Raiders on 6-5 so as, yeah, are, are the Colts in the top 3 of those teams and in my opinion I think they probably are I, I, think, I think they the probably Colts... will make the playoffs
2: Yes, the Colts finish the season at the Jags but see the 4 games coming up they play Houston twice and Houston are playing well and they are playing with nothing to lose at the moment they play at Las Vegas in week 14 which is huge
0: that's a absolutely
2: game. massive and then they play the Steelers as well. I mean, and at Houston, at the Raiders, and then versus Houston, and then at the Steelers. That's four very, very tough games for the Colts. I think if they come that's out hard.
1: of that with two wins, to then play the Jags in the, in the last week of the season, I think they'll yeah, probably be safe on that.
2: They'll need to sweep the Texans, I think, and, and maybe potentially take a win against the Raiders because it, it depends on what the Raiders schedule is like as well. It's it's heating up, and I love it.
0: Yeah, it's looking good. Uh, moving on to the next game Mikey this is your first game this week because of the way that they were all picked so you get to talk lots I'm sure you're going to talk about cast
2: me to the side yeah. you just cast me to the side uh, well you had
0: a really fun game didn't you with Cincinnati Bengals with no Joe Burrows and New York Giants who ended up losing Daniel Jones halfway through the game so it was a really good quarterback performance I'm imagining in that game uh, as the Giants won 19 points to 17 you don't often see a 19 do you uh, no but 19 points to 17 Um and I, I was reading the statistics and I couldn't quite believe it. The Giants have now won three games in a row. Goodness me. Does that, that surprise you? <laughs> Ka- Kai is grimacing.
2: <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I think I know I one of
0: them was Giants. against the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I,
2: without Stephen Saquon's in this Giants team, I like the Giants. Stephen Saquon's not there. I just I can't be bothered with them. <laughs> you like Saquon
1: one. is what you're saying. <laughs>
2: basically yeah um nah that was it was a pretty boring game i would have liked to have seen joe burrow versus daniel jones for this one i think if that was the case i, I might have taken the bengals in this one um you obviously had that it's the longest play longest scoring play in bengals franchise history was that 103 yard punt return um the I, i'm not i'll just brush over this cuz we've got a lot still to talk about just keep an eye on the daniel jones injury obviously we don't know what's going to happen with that um, Giants are obviously leading the division just now. Things are—I I know everybody says it's the, the NFC least, and that's what everybody's saying. But well, it's like still that. fun to watch if you're not—if you're not a fan of the of that division, it's it's a fun division to watch. Um, and then just lastly, Wayne the Train Goleman is what they call him in the Giants uh, the roster. <laughs> he's <laughs> he scored touchdowns in his last five consecutive games. Uh, for anybody in fantasy, he's only rostered in fifty nine percent of leagues. So. Might be something to look at as the season goes on, but yep, it was, um, it was disappointing to see Daniel Jones go off, but they won the game. I think Joe Judge is doing a phenomenal job this season with the Giants, uh, especially without Saquon. So, yeah, that's all I've got to say. Is just look out for them next season if they've got a fully healthy roster. We spoke about it at the start of this season with the fact that Jones hasn't played a snap with with all his main weapons. So, and then Saquon went out. So, hopefully. Who knows next season Giants could be a force in that division.
0: Yep, there are two teams that have I think next season could be very exciting. Um with their yeah. young quarterbacks. Well we see side. it all
2: the time though, like this this division's this division's the worst in football this season. But next season, you know, with the Cowboys potentially if they re-sign Dak or whatever, fully healthy, Eagles are gonna make some moves, Giants with Saquon, Washington are gonna take bigger steps with Ron Rivera. That's probably going to be one of the most exciting divisions next season and maybe yeah. two two of the teams might have a winning record. That's just the way football works.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: The fact, see the fact that what might make it exciting there is that teams have a winning record. I think it tells you how bad it's been this year. Yeah, just say those that's two winning. young
0: two young QBs, hopefully next season will be very exciting for those two teams. And the next game was one I was looking at that has two more teams with some exciting young quarterbacks. It was the LA Chargers at the Buffalo Bills. I've just written down... Well, I mean, Buffalo won 27 points to 17, but I've just written down turnover central because Herbert and Allen both threw an interception and then there was a couple of fumbles on each side of the ball as well. At, at one point in the second half, it got very, very scrappy the way it was working. Um, I don't really have much to say about the Bills. I thought the Bills played fairly well, apart from all the turnovers, you know, uh, and, and and deserved to win the game, I'd say. On the charger side of the ball, just very quickly with the two you. Uh with about 30 seconds to play, Justin Herbert throws a fantastic kind of Hail Mary ball to about the five yard line. And then, what on earth were those final plays? Why did they choose to why run the ball? Why did they run the ball? Yeah. Uh, I haven't yet to work out what the science is behind that. I know why. why Anthony is Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Yep. He's terrible. I think he is losing his job.
1: At some point, I think he's losing his mind.
0: Yeah, but I think I think I I'd quite like Lynn and Mikey had as for quite some time on the podcast. I must give him his due; has been saying that Lynn's not been that good. Uh, and I think you are correct, Mikey. I must say, uh, and there, even th- with those with those plays, I know they weren't gonna.
1: Well, there is very little time on the clock. They were two scores down. They they wouldn't have brought it back. Let's be honest, right? But it at least makes it more respectable. It gives you a chance to score a touchdown if you keep the yeah. time on the clock.
2: But you can, and if you much... score that touchdown, your whole team's got momentum, and you never know—you could force a turnover. It's exactly. or,
0: or, or, as, on, onside kick, as... and then all you needed was a field goal. So an onside kick, collect it, and you're yeah. literally almost in field in goal field range. Goal. Uh, but yeah, this this Chargers team, Herbert deserves better, I think, because I think Herbert's really good. Uh, I know he maybe didn't have his best game today, but he still threw for over 300 yards. Um, But the Chargers have won three games this year. Do you know who those three teams are? Bengals. Bengals is one of them. Jets. Jets is one of them. Jets. Yep. I can't think who the third one is. Um, well, I'm going to say continuing. Jags? This, Jags? Correct, yes. Continuing Jags. the same theme of that. <laughs> so, so they've beaten the worst three teams the f- in that's, the NFL. That's like a, they've just beaten the worst teams in the NFL. That's it. Like, they've not beaten a decent team yet.
2: Here, here's an example of what I think, because Justin Herbert is just phenomenal. Can you imagine swapping Justin Herbert and Jared Goff, Jared Goff and putting Justin Herbert with oh. Sean McVay with that team? Like I'm just, just, the, just I that. think that could I'm be. A sorry for the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, think, because uh, I mean that we've I'm, I've spoke. About it. I'm so high on Keenan Allen. I love Mike Williams. Austin Eckler came back as well. Um, I know he only went for 44 rushing yards, but he had. Let me just go, got yeah He had 11 receptions for 85 yards receiving, which is huge. That he's a massive miss, and I said on Sunday it's going to be great for Herbert having him back as well, not just to take away. Of the pass rush, but also he is a great pass catching running back as well. Um but yeah, I just they they're very one dimensional at times, the the Chargers.
0: Yeah, it's it's disappointing really. But I think next season, if they end up with a new head coach, they could come back stronger. They're never they're in a really tough division one, as well.
2: One person as well who I just need to give a shout out to is Joey Bosa. His stat line this week is insane. It's like Madden rookie numbers, three sacks eight tackles, six tackle for loss, five quarterback hits and one fumble recovery.
0: Well, I mean, his brother... That one game
2: alone is enough to, to make him defensive player of the year. <laughs> his brother had, to,
0: had been showing him up uh, uh, last season in the start of this one before he got injured. Yeah. So, Joey's trying to get his own back, I think.
2: Huge, huge game. Yeah. Loving the Bosa brothers.
0: Yeah, I very much am enjoying them as well. Mikey, you're looking at our next game. Did you enjoy it as much as Atlanta beat Las Vegas 43 points to six?
2: Well, I'll tell you this. I had three bets on this weekend. I had a normal bet, just with picking teams. I picked the Raiders. I had a against the spread pick. I had minus seven for the Raiders. And then I had another bet as well, which had the Raiders in it. Um, I was all in on the Raiders this week. I think that's clear to say. You were right in in on the Raiders. I was playing golf with Kai on Wednesday or Thursday. And Kai was telling me that he was having some quarterback issues because he's got Lamar Jackson. I had, I had Matt sure Ryan to... in. He had Matt Ryan in his team. <laughs> and I said, On the first year. I remember it. I said, no, no, no. Listen, what you're going to want to do is you're wanting Derek Carr because he's going to carve up this Falcons team this week. He is going to decimate them. And I just, just Derek Carr because I also, michael Because I, I had Lamar Jackson in my English league as well. Um, so I brought Derek Carr in. 215 yards. Is that not good?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fair enough yardage.
2: Not bad. One interception. Um, I've just got it here as well. Um, Three fumbles.
0: Oh, three fumbles. Yeah, that's not great.
2: Um, He finished with a whopping 57.9 points. No, wait, that's Tyreek Hill. He finished with 0.6 points in fantasy.
0: Yeah. To be fair, that is better than not playing any quarterback at all.
2: I would just like to publicly apologise to Kai. For sabotaging um, my matchup up this week, for uh, in, endorsing Derek Carr, because when you look at my Josh, Josh, <laughs> Josh Jacobs as well, there was they had five fumbles in total. Josh Jacobs also had one. My my starting quarterback and two running backs for my English League team. Derek Carr zero point six points. Ezekiel Elliott two point nine points, and Josh Jacobs five point four points on my bench. Uh, Austin Eckler, 23 points. Antonio Gibson, 36 points. So I probably would have won that game if I'd started those two. But to go back to the game, I apologise, Kai, because I, I did kind of need you to win that game because to cement me as the number one seed. Um, yep. It was shocking from the Raiders. Gruden will be absolutely disgusted with that performance. Um, they put in a great effort against the Chiefs last week and they've just followed up with this. Just awful. I, I, there's no other word for it. Um, five fumbles, three from Derek Carr, one from... Um, from Josh Jacobs. But on the other side of the ball, Falcons D was unbelievable, brilliant. Um, And also the kicker, Young Koo, I hope I've said that right, Young Koo, yep. was a perfect five for five on field goals and four for four on extra points. He scored 109 points in the NFL this season. He leads the league in points scored for a player with 109 for the season. The guy has been automatic. Um Pretty sure he was released from a team last season, can't remember who it was, potentially the Rams. No. Um I'll I'll find that Well, I was let it, you talk about it. it but, was it Chargers? Was it Chargers? I'm not sure. But yeah, for him to, to have a performance like that, that's that's what that's what you bring your kicker in for. He's he's no Rodrigo Blankenship, but he had a, a perfect game this week.
0: Yep, definitely. Uh, and I think it just gets to the stage uh, when I bet on the Falcons. Uh, they lose, and when you bet against the Falcons, they win. So uh, just win. don't touch anything to do with the Falcons, and everything will be fine. Las Vegas, uh, I think that's the first time since uh, Gruden's been back that they've not had a touchdown in a game, and I think the defense is bad. And I know that's obvious to say because they've conceded forty-three yeah. points, but in all games it's <coughs> bad. I think the average over thirty points conceded each game. So they need to win shootouts. And see when you get into December and you're maybe going to some places which it's snowy or it's windy or it's wet or it's cold. You can't rely on shootouts. You've got to be able to defend at some point. I think this is maybe one year too early for the Raiders. I think a couple of defensive picks in the draft might help them a bit but their defence isn't good enough at the moment. That's that's what
1: I was going to say earlier when we were talking about whether the Colts would make the playoffs and that I don't think the Raiders are strong enough all round to be a better playoff team than than the Colts. Because um, I don't even think their offence is actually that. It's good when it wants to be, but it's not consistently good. They have games like they had at the weekend there. Um, I just don't feel like they're... I think you could be right in that it's maybe a, a year too early. If they build on what they've got this season, they, like you say, they go out get a couple of defensive picks they kind of start being able to hold teams to less points. Then they, they will score points. They've got good enough options on offence. They've obviously got Henry Ruggs to come into a second season. He's not had the best rookie year in the world, but he, he, it's a rookie year. It, it goes one of two ways for people, um, I think.
2: We, um, we spoke about the Colts' finishing schedule and I said that I feel like the Colts and Raiders are possibly battling it out. Um, so they play the Jets next. So you'd like to think you'd like to think that's a win, but after that performance against the Falcons, you never know. And then there's that big game against the Colts. Either way, whoever goes that's probably in the driving seat. <clears throat> and then you've got three winnable games at home to the Chargers, at home to the Dolphins, and at the Denver Broncos. So I think that I would pick the Raiders but just over a favorable matchup. But as we said, that week 14 game, Colts Raiders. I really hope I'm covering that game for the podcast. That's that will that, that,
1: be the decider that week. That will be what ultimately, I think, turns the tide and who gets the playoff. Kai's outlandish that...
0: claim of the week. Du, 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 du.
1: <laughs> totally not outlandish. <laughs> uh, what was your initial outlandish claim about the Raiders, Mikey?
2: I said the Raiders would make the playoffs. Um, I, I said that was the outlandish claim. I said it would maybe have a 10-6 a and 6 or an 11-5 and 5 record. I did I'd like I made the main point of it was that I thought they were going to make the playoffs. I said also kind of ahead of the Browns or the Colts, but I'm, I'm just saying, but the main crux of it was they would get to the playoffs.
1: I mean, they're six and five just now, so a 10 and six record isn't uh,
2: if they totally win that Colts game and then if they win that Colts game to go seven and five, and then you've got Jets, Chargers, Dolphins, Broncos, yeah, that's what I mean.
0: mean it's it's possible. I mean, it's also possible with divisional games to somehow lose to the Broncos and lose to the Chargers and end up 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9 or something. But, uh, yeah. yeah. You know. um, moving on to the NFC West, which I think, can we all agree, is probably the best division in football at uh, the moment. Most The most exciting, yeah. I would say. Uh, and the San Francisco 49ers beat... The Los Angeles Rams, 23 points to 20, and that is now four games in a row that Kyle Shanahan has beaten Sean McVay, uh as 49ers coach versus the Rams coach. Um, the Rams uh, have lost three games all season, and two of those have been against the 49ers. Uh, they're 7-1 and one against everybody else. Jared Goff was not great. Is that kind to say? Uh, two interceptions... Uh, he, he, f- he fumbled the ball once as well, and after the game, Sean McVeigh said, our quarterbacks got to take better care of the football, he says, "Uh, called him out in the press, really. Um, and Goff apparently uh, didn't uh, disagree when Goff was interviewed about it afterwards, uh, as he fumbled and had two passes intercepted, including one that was returned for a touchdown. Um... I don't really know what to say much about this game it looks like the the running back room is Cam Akers room now we talked for a while about it being yeah, kind of a three headed horse but Henderson still had the most attempts but he only rushed for 19 yards from 10 attempts whereas Akers had uh, 84 yards from 9 nine attempts now that was mainly on one run but uh, he did finish that off with a with a, a touchdown as well Um the running game for San Francisco, who again we think are a running team, Mostert was back in and he rushed for a touchdown, Um but Mostert did also lose a fumble as well as did Jeff Wilson. Though like that, it, it was a scrappy, scrappy affair. Um, the 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 main talking points in the passing game were that Debo Samuel had 11 receptions, uh and was the the main receiver, uh, obviously with uh, Brandon Ayuk not being active for the game. Uh, Nick Mullins, surprisingly efficient in terms of passing, but didn't throw a touchdown and did throw an interception. No passing touchdowns in the whole game. Uh, again, I, I know it seems strange because this was quite an, an, a result that maybe wasn't expected looking at the, the, the records of all the teams, but I don't really have much to say on it. It was a very scrappy affair, Properly, probably what you describe as a, a kind of divisional game when two teams are just trying not to lose really, but they were making yeah. some mistakes. Um yeah, I don't have much to say. I I think my biggest talking point about this is not even on the field. It's the fact that San Francisco aren't allowed to play at home anymore, and they're playing their home games in Arizona for the next while, uh, yeah. because the county has has stopped all profi- all sport being played. But I think uh, I think that could potentially
1: have um, some knock on effects in terms of their momentum and stuff. I know obviously there's no. I don't think they've had any any fans on this season obviously i think they were run of the worst hit areas yeah in terms of covid at the moment um but just not having the f- familiarity of of your home field of your home dressing room all that kind of stuff like it's just wee things that probably you don't think will make a difference but to these players it's like every game's an away game now yeah um, well, they've
0: shipped everything out like they're doing all their practice and everything i think they've basically everything moved. Is, their...
1: it's, everything's different so as much as they are not I they're not really in contention for one of the playoff places. I know it's saying that you're like, well, they actually have a five and six record, so they're only potentially one or two wins back from it, but I think this will probably have a bit of a detrimental effect on, on their momentum for the rest of the season. Um it could potentially work in their favour. They maybe just go, you know what, we can use this as like a free hat and we can we can just see what happens and if everything goes wrong. We just right off the end of this season, and you know, what we start afresh next year. But you never know. Um, like you say with this division, I think it's probably the most exciting because any team could still win it. Really, any team could still make the playoffs from it. Uh, it's going to chop and change left, right, and centre for the rest of the season.
0: My prediction for this division, though, is that it will be the Seahawks and the Rams are the only two that get out of it. I,
2: I now agree to, with that. Yeah, After I what I really, said
0: yeah, I think the Cardinals will just miss out, and I think the uh the 49ers will just miss out as well. I think most, I think the teams, maybe not all of them at five hundred, but I think at least three of them uh will be there. A little bit that definitely, I think every single team in this division will have a better record than all the teams in the NFC East by the time you can say that with sure. confidence. Yes, exactly. Uh, do you guys have anything to say about this? I know I've not really said much about the game but I say it was a fairly scrappy affair I thought um, there wasn't like a huge amount of excitement really happening in it yeah. I think. I the, the,
2: hope you the... okay?
1: The... Sorry I, I was just going to say I think it just I, th- I think you said it last week sorry Mikey um, it's just how good Aaron Donald is and how much teams have to overcompensate for him I think you saw it a couple of times like the forty nines were having to put two guys and then like a third guy a couple of yards back just to stop his momentum because once he starts moving you ain't stopping him. No. Nope. Uh, and I think it got through quite a few times or at least got through to put a lot of pressure on the ball when Nick Mullins was throwing it all over the shop.
2: Yeah. I was just going to say it was I'm just looking here it was my third ever, most uh, Mikey's outlandish claim of the week that I said that the 49ers wouldn't make the playoffs and that was very early on in the season. So for that reason, I hope they don't make the playoffs so (laughs) that I look like a genius.
0: Well, you look like a genius (laughs) 50% of the time, Mikey. So it's
2: fine. (laughs) 60% of the time, my claims work all the time.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, you know, good maths. Uh, Talking about good maths, um, Denver were at home to the New Orleans Saints, Mikey. You're looking at this game. And Denver obviously struggle with their maths because they they didn't work out how far away two metres was uh, for all the quarterbacks. So they were all really close to each other without masks on and then none of them were able to play because one of them got COVID. So they st- brought a boy off the practice squad, um, Hinton, who was a wide receiver, They drafted the math, even though he'd played some quarterback but wasn't good enough to keep the starting quarterback job at college. So he came in to semi play quarterback, but mainly they just rushed it all the time, and he threw more interceptions than he did. Well, he, oh, let's just say he threw more passes to the New Orleans Saints than he did his own team. To his own team, <laughs> <laughs> I I feel I feel really
1: sorry for the I mean, guy because he has just been elevated into that team at the actual at the drop a hat. He's pr- he's not thrown a ball in years. I think they said that he hadn't practiced throwing a ball. I think he had maybe two days if you're lucky. Um I think he's going up against like someone like Cam Jordan who once he starts moving against you, yeah. If he hits you it's sore, uh yeah. It's just it's a I think it's just one that the, the Broncos had to write off and obviously give Drew Locke and Cole slapping slap in the wrists and telling to buck up their ideas. I
0: think they have been fined now, haven't they? I'm gonna they?
2: go as far to say yeah, they have and but they're back on the teeth, they've been activated now yeah. on the COVID list I think they were fined. I'm gonna go as far to say that this game was the game of the week, like, just, I, I know it was 30-3, the Saints won, 30, sorry, 31-3, to 3, but there was just, there was, was, was such a narrative going into this game, and I think all eyes were on this game this week. Oh yeah, definitely. It totally, yeah. was the one yeah. we were, we're almost excited go. about. I, I loved it, I absolutely loved it, so, with Breeze out injured, and the entire Broncos quarterback unit sidelined, obviously due to the, the COVID protocols, the Saints and Broncos combined for 91 gross passing yards. So that doesn't include yarders lost on sacks. So 91 gross passing yards between the two teams. This is the fewest gross passing yards in a game since the Dolphins and Patriots combined for only 89 in week 14, 1982. And that game was played in, like, a blizzard condition. I was going to say... the Patriots won 3-0. Ni- the Patriots won 3-0. If
0: that was at Gillette... In week 14, which is in the middle of December, that would have been in the snow, so I can understand the lack of passing years here, but this one...
2: So, yeah. Fair play to Kendall uh, Hinton. I I read a few things. He was working in sales last month. He was on the practice squad, but he was still working in sales last month. He hasn't been tackled in two years. He was on the practice squad as a wide receiver, and he came in to play an NFL game at quarterback, as Kai said, against uh, Jordan and the rest of them. So, the it was crazy, but just a massive respect for him for taking that. Um, some people in the Broncos building hadn't even met Kendall Hilton before this game, so I'm guessing maybe some of the maybe the defensive coordinators and stuff like that hadn't even met him. Yeah. Um, and then also we spoke about it as well. Broncos put a request forward to the NFL to try and start Rob Calabrese, who <laughs> <laughs> was the he's the offensive quality control coach who played at quarterback in 2012 for Central Florida, and they were trying to get him in at quarterback. That just shows how crazy this whole situation in this game was. Um, I've not even spoken about, obviously, the, the, the Saints side of the ball. Taysom Hill is a good running, rushing quarterback. I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. People aren't liking what they're seeing, but he's getting the job done. This game wasn't about the Saints. This was about the whole cloud of unpredictability over the Broncos. But... I, I love the game. I, I liked I enjoyed we'll watching it. it with the, the Steelers. <laughs> we'll get to it with the Steelers Raven game, but that's kind of on a different scale. This game was scrappy and it was poor quality, but it was also just so entertaining to watch. I just, I really, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you there, Mikey. I really enjoyed it. The only thing I would say, actually, just perhaps thinking fantasy wise in this, is that. Taysom Hill on the Saints side is completely destroying Alvin Kamara's fantasy value. Yeah. I think we said it,
1: was it. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before last. I think it might have been last week um, when we were just talking about the, the impact that Taysom Hill has on Alvin Kamara. Teams obviously have to, have to try and defend against both. And I think more often than not, in reality, like no disrespect to Taysom Hill, if you are going to try and defend against the run, you target Alvin Kamara. He's more of a running threat than Taysom Hill in reality. But Taysom Hill is good enough running the ball that if you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile, as they say. Um, he manages to find space. So I think for as long as Taysom Hill's in, Alvin Kamara will struggle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Totally I think agree
2: with you. What, what we what we spoke about when when Derek Henry almost scored that fourth touchdown. And the whole attention from the defensive side of the ball was on Derek Henry and Tannehill kind of snuck in for the touchdown. That one play for that Titans-Colts game sums up the Saints' offense right now for a full game. Yeah. Is yep. that they're expecting Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill just getting out of finding pockets and getting away with it. And it's, listen, I'm fine with it. I, I, I Nobody spoke about it last week. It, a lot of people within the, the Saints' organization wanted to see Jameis Winston start. <clears throat> Excuse me. But... I like Taysom Hill. I've always been a huge fan of him. I was gutted when Packers cut him from the practice squad a few years back. Um, I wasn't at the time. It was only when I found out how good a Swiss Army knife he is with the Saints. But <laughs> listen, if they if they get if they do what Teddy Bridgewater did, um, I'm I'm talking more just about the Saints rather than quarterback trying to find a team next year. If Taysom Hill goes undefeated while Drew Brees is out, perfect. That's exactly what they want. And Sean Sean Payton trusts. Um, take some help massively
0: Yeah, it's quite apparent obviously he trust them a lot more than Jameis Winston, I can understand that, and talking about Jameis Winston Mikey, this is my segue into this one here you were also looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Winston's former team, they were hosting the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs won the game 27 points to 24 they went ahead quite early on, and the Bucks tried some type of comeback in the second half, but is, there's really just one player to talk about in this game, isn't there, Mikey? Daniel yeah, Sorensen.
2: Yeah, and that's Ro- Ronald Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the just we were all just completely speechless on Sunday watching this game with with Tyreek Hill. The s- seven receptions for two hundred and three yards in the first quarter. <laughs> that is in the first quarter.
1: What was it like? Thirty-nine points. or something. Keep- at that no, point. he was in the 56th. No, no, at, at, that, at point, that point, yeah. In that quarter,
0: I think he was 39 points. Yeah, sorry. Yes. <laughs> San- 50, Sandy, if, you, if you're listening, uh, you are the reason that I lost this week, Tyreek Hill being in your team.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, I, I feel bad for Finn because I was playing him in both leagues this week, and in one of the leagues, he was up against Derek Henry, and in the other one, he was up against Derek Henry and Tyreek Hill. So, <laughs> at what chance have you got? I apologise, Finn. If you're listening, but yeah, in total, thirteen receptions for 269 yards, three touchdowns, one backflip into the end zone, and one Shannon Sharp impression on the sideline, which I <laughs> thought was absolutely amazing. Um, so, just a crazy game. He was he was close to Flipper Anderson's 31 year record, which is 336 yards in a game for the LA Rams back in 1989. So, but almost in a weird way, the second half it wasn't just how he killed the the whole. Kansas City Chiefs team kind of took the foot off the gas in the second half. Um, they shot out to a 17-0 lead. And then the Bucks made it close. But I, I don't think this game was ever really in any doubt. Um, I've got here that the Bucs, as I've said, I, I think they're in danger of maybe missing the playoffs. It just depends on... I think this vikings Bucks game is massive, similar to the way the, the Raiders-Colts game is massive in the AFC. And... Um, just—it's just a weird situation in Tampa Bay just now. That one game they look like Super Bowl winners on both sides of the ball. The other games they don't even look like a playoff team. Um, there's been some rumors going around that Bruce Arians is frustrated with with Tom Brady. Um, obviously, Tom Brady has added Gronk and AB. Like he's—he said to to Arians and the rest of the, the staff, "This is who I want." And if you're not—if you're not—if you ask for that, you're going to have to deliver. And he's not at the moment. The only problem with that is, if it comes to a decision of the quarterback or the coach having to go, Arians will be the first to go. They're going to obviously stick with TB twelve next season. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bit worried about Bruce Arians. I don't know what's going to happen with him towards the end of this season or next. If they don't make the playoffs, I think he could be gone, and well, that's, that's that could be massive. But
0: here, here's my opinion on this situation. Um, I think the second half of this game, they found out how to use Tom Brady. And I know that sounds stupid, but Bruce Arians likes playing... No, understand that. ...deep balls down the field. And Tom Brady doesn't throw deep balls down the field. He plays, you know, 20 yards for the line of scrimmage. That's the type of ball he's playing. He'd thrown something... Was it not something like 18 complete passes over 20 yards? Tom Brady, before going into this game, it was something stupid like that. But the second half, they started playing the short passing game, which is what Brady thrives on. Arians doesn't play that way normally, but Brady started doing it and then you saw them come back into the game. So I think for Arians, if he starts playing the kind of short passes, especially to the tight end and the running back, and even the wide receivers, obviously, but that's, when you see, when you look at, at New England, that's the way that Brady played. He passed to Gronk, he passed to James White, he passed to Buckhead. That's who he was really aiming for. Now, that might have been mainly because he didn't really have many wide receivers there, but that's the type of play that Brady plays. And, if they continue that the next few games, I think they'll easily get into the playoffs. If they start trying to pass it deep downfield again, I don't think they, they'll, they will. And if they don't, I think Arians, as you say, Mikey, could be in trouble. There's a rumour, not not a rumour, but a suggestion that I heard that I was wondering if you've heard it as well, that if Brady gets annoyed with Arians, which is very possible to happen, you say that Arians is annoyed with Brady, but I think it could be the other way around as well, Arians could go... And could Josh McDaniels come in as head coach? Obviously knows Brady, was the offensive coordinator in New England for quite a long time. Had had the opportunity at a head coach job in Denver and it didn't really work and went back to the offensive coordinator again. They're, they know each other. They work well together.
2: Is this I would feel it, so it, bad for Bill Belichick if that happened? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like oh, just, this whole team is just up and then leaving, just going to go into another team like Gronk, Brady, and Josh, uh, Josh McDaniels all, all that, another team. But
1: does that though put the Buccaneers in a situation where they are building the franchise round to Tom Brady, who in the next two or three years could retire?
0: That's a good point. I think.
2: So,
1: like yes, you bring I in someone like Josh McDaniels, who you know you bring him in essentially because he knows Tom Brady. I'm not discrediting the guy's um, abilities, right? You bring him in. You bring in Antonio Brown. You bring in Gronk, who Tom Brady's asked to bring in. I know he's arguably one of the best players ever, right? And it's hard not to try and revolve around him when he's in your team. But uh, as a franchise, you have to be careful not to fall into the trap of making your franchise a player.
0: Yeah, but also you've brought in Tom Brady to win your Super Bowl in the next two years. He's not going to be there for the next yeah. ten, you know.
1: Yeah. But you just I think I think the Bucks need to kind of be careful about the balance
0: they find. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, and to be honest, further to Mikey's points about a team possibly missing out in the playoffs, I think the Bucks will get ten wins. Uh probably and they'll get in the playoffs.
1: I th- I think they'll get the
0: playoffs as well, but I can't see them being very successful. They're coming off, they've got a bye
2: this week and then that they, they play this huge game against the Vikings and I don't know just from what I've seen. I just think the Vikings if if they win their next game, the Vikings, uh, let me just check who they've got. While the while the Bucks are on the bye, the Vikings play the Jags. So they'll be coming off that um with a couple of wins. I just I don't know. I'm 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 really edging towards the, the Vikings. Pipping the Bucks just because of what I've seen lately from the from the Bucs. It's all about momentum, as we've said in the past. So again, week 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 fourteen is gonna be very good with the, the Bucks versus the Vikings, and then obviously you've got the Colts yeah. um, and the Raiders.
0: The only thing I've got with the Bucs is even if they do lose to the Vikings, okay, their last three games of the season are Falcons, uh, Lions and Falcons. Yeah. So that that's three wins you'd like to think if you're a playoff team.
1: So, I so, think, it, by that point, the Falcons game is pr- definitely the last one, but potentially the... Is it is it Falcons, Lions, Falcons, in that order? Yeah. 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 You could essentially if you, if you go into... Bike, you could go into those three games bike, with bike, two of them being dead rubbers. Let's be honest, for... Not for them, sorry, for the Falcons and the Lions. The Falcons, do they have I anything think- really to play for by that point? Is... It could be a huge game for the Bucks but it could be could be nothing for for the Falcons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally I think the Bucks will get in with a ten and six record. There's Adam's outlandish claim of the week. Happy to move on to the next game? Mikey's looking at me like he's not Can start- sure.
2: Yeah. Can we start talking about the MVP now?
0: Uh yes, we can. So Mitchell Trubisky came Watson back. Wince, that's uh, that's uh, that's game 15 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky came back in for the Chicago Bears and showed why he should be the starting quarterback. Uh no, the Bears uh, played at the Packers. A forty-one point to twenty-five uh, win for the Packers. At one point, we we're up twenty-seven points to three. The Green Bay Packers. Um, the, the just just Aaron Rodgers is good, isn't he? Good. That's all I have. Good. To say. Scott,
2: I've got here. This is. A, I sent this to Kai. So this is Patrick Mahomes' record as the season stands: three thousand four hundred ninety-seven yards. We'll just call it three thousand five hundred yards. Thirty touchdowns, two interceptions, with a hundred and fifteen passer rating. Aaron Rodgers: three thousand one hundred yards, so a wee bit less. Three more touchdowns with thirty-three, four interceptions and a better passer rating. We've said before this is Mahomes just just. Mahomes is just kind of plodding along like Mahomes does, like that. That we are just expecting this, but I remember at the very start of the season that Aaron Rodgers in the NFL Top 100 was put outside of the top ten. The last two times he was outside of the top ten, the following season he won the MVP, and it's happened again this season. Um, I, I just I think that what the what Aaron Rodgers needs to get MVP would be the one seed in the NFC. That's well, what he would
0: need to stake his claim for MVP. That, that's a question I ask, is because it's not the best player. The MVP is the most valuable player. And my question is, is Aaron Rodgers more valuable to Green Bay than Pat Mahomes is to Kansas City? And my answer would be yes, because Kansas City has got into the playoffs previously with quarterbacks who aren't Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Like you know, Alex Smith has got into the playoffs and stuff like that. See if Rodgers was not in, in the this team. Year. Yeah. See Rogers Rodgers yeah. was not in this team. Green Bay, have got yeah. no chance again in the playoffs. It's your back. Just what a little backup? side
2: note on that. Uh, Jordan Love, we've got, and we've also oh, got. Um, ah. Can't remember his name. Jordan Love hasn't played a snap yet. We had someone else we brought in when we were, uh, Boyle. When we were wiping the team out. That,
0: Boyle is the other yeah, quarterback.
2: Um, if we're if we're just quickly talking about most valuable players. In my opinion, it's Derek Henry as the MVP. That's that to me. MVP is that's. But obviously, we've spoke about politics. But the quarterback, it's a quarterback-driven award and a quarterback-driven lead. But right now, to me, Derek Henry is the MVP. there's no doubt in my mind about it. He's he's. I know Tannehill's playing well, as we spoke about. It, but he's carrying that team. But anyway, let's get back to the obviously the Packers game because I like talking about the Packers.
0: Right well we've got we've got sixty more seconds to talk about it, Mikey. So you talk about it and tell us what you want to say about it. On you go. Your time starts now.
2: I'm just trying to find the one thing is that this was the hundredth win the Packers have over the Bears. And it's only the fourth team in NFL history to have a hundred wins over another team. I will try and find out who the other three teams are.
0: Like, oh, well, while you, you do that, I'll talk, talk about, about the in game then. Team. So, the Chicago Bears side of the ball, Trubisky came back in at quarterback. He did throw te- uh, three touchdowns, but he did have two interceptions. Uh, Alan Robinson, surprise, surprise, big receiving game for him. Eight receptions, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. On the ground, David Montgomery, surprisingly good. Seems he'd been kind of struggling on the ground, but is it really surprising? Because he's playing against the Green Bay Packers who don't know how to defend against the run. 100 yards for Montgomery on the ground from 11 attempts. See, this is my really fast analysis of this game. Moving on to the Packer side of the ball, you had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams rush for 17 attempts each, mainly because, as I said, we were at 27 points, 28 points, something like that, to three up, uh, 27 points, three up uh, in the second quarter, so there was no need to start passing the ball later on. We had touchdowns for Adams, Tonian, Lazard who came back, thankfully, as our second receiver, and I was very impressed with the way he played. Uh, and Mercedes Lewis, who got his uh, his senior citizens touchdown of the day that he needed to get. Um, we don't really pass about that much. 21 attempts, four touchdowns, uh, 200 yards. Fantastic. And happy birthday to the two Aarons, Jones and Rogers, who had their birthday earlier on this week. Packers, I think I said this before, uh, against bad teams do well. Against the teams that are quite tough, uh, in terms of physically tough, they struggle against. And I think that's why Adam's outlandish claim of the game, it seems to be every one I've got one now, uh, I think the Packers will obviously get to the playoffs, but I think see if they play against a team with a tough defence, they'll lose. So, for example, if they get the two or three seed and play against Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay would beat them because I think Tampa Bay are tougher. Is my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But as as I must say, I was happy the Packers won this game and I think they will easily obviously win this uh, this NFC North, I don't think they'll quite get the, the one seed but well done Packers and that's Adam's analysis of the game
2: we will just finish that off with I can only find one of the team's other matchups that have 100 wins over another team and I find it quite interesting because they're currently both going for their division title, um, New York uh, the New York Giants should I say, sorry has a 103-69 record over Washington, which is interesting considering that those two might be gunning it out with the Eagles and technically the Cowboys just now for the division title. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of games, game variations here. Oh, there's another one. Bears have 101 wins over the Detroit Lions and the Packers versus the Bears are the other.
0: There we go. That's Mikey's fancy stat of the day. Uh, <laughs> Finish for today. Um we did a quick round-up as quick as I could of the Packers while I filled so that Mikey can get that stat. Let's see if Kai can do a similar thing for the Eagles as they, they that. yeah as they played <laughs> uh, against the Seahawks. The Seahawks won 23 points to 17. Uh, I'll quickly touch on the Seahawks here, Kai, and then I'll give you 60 yeah. seconds on the Eagles. Uh, we, got, we got Chris Carson back for the Seahawks, and I think that made a big difference to the running game. I know they used Hyde a bit more than Carson, but uh, he got his touchdown Carson. I think that made a big difference. Um, Metcalf had a game Uh, there was a bit of rough and tumble at the start with him and Slay and I thought there was going to be a fight that happened but uh, eventually it was was just some pushing that that was going on, I enjoyed it as well I must say Um, I think the Seahawks, since they've got Carlos Dunlap, they've now got a pass rush, they had six sacks on Wentz, I don't know if that's more to do with the offensive line for the Eagles but nonetheless this defence is better, the defensive line for the Seahawks, I think this is a Real Super Bowl contender there And there's no shame In only losing by 6 points to the Seahawks For the Eagles However, Kai, your sixty-second starts now Tell us why you were really disappointed Or really happy or really mediocre About this Eagles team It's weird because I didn't even feel
1: that bad Come the end of the game uh, Like you say, there's not a lot of shame In getting beat by 6 points to the Seahawks um, The Seahawks were just better start of the game was horrific. One of the most boring first halves of football I think we've watched this year. Uh, started with two three and outs for the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles' defence also managed to stop the Seahawks in two fourth downs. I thought it was just going to be a bit of a, a, a clammy, horrible game where nobody could really get going. Uh, but obviously the Seahawks kind of came out. Carson Wentz couldn't resist a wee interception. I thought he was going to manage to go a game without one and then just randomly decides at the end of it that he was maybe playing too well. Eh, uh, so I'll throw a pick. Um Jalen Hurts. Seconds. Why on earth do you give him so many first team reps during the week and only give him one snap? He completes a pass and Doug Peterson's obviously gone, Oh no, we can't have that, we can't have him been too good, let's get him out. I just I don't I really don't understand it. It didn't seem to make any sense at all. Um Off the back of two or three and outs, why do you change the quarterback and then when he does something better than the other one
0: go, nah, let's take him back out again? Give Uh, him a series. Because you've paid Carson Wentz a hell of a lot of money and you're going to have to keep him for the next two years because you can't get his salary.
1: This goes back back to the whole nobody had a plan when we drafted Jalen Hurts thing. Yeah, There was never... He's been brought in to then go, oh sugar, we can't drop Carson Wentz here.
0: Well, I think I've worked it out for you because I'm just looking at the stats. So... Carson Wentz was your best rusher in this game. So what you do is you put Jalen Hurts at quarterback, Carson Wentz at running back, uh, and that's the way you play.
1: That, that wouldn't work because we don't run the ball.
0: Yes, that's very true.
1: Why uh, on earth do we not run the ball? Um, I, I don't get it at all. So many strange questions. I will leave you with this. Carson Wentz is the only quarterback to start every game this season and never have a passer rating better than 100. Every game he's started this season, which is all of them, he's been less than 100 passer rate.
0: Well, just before we leave, I have some Carson Wentz stats of my own, uh, just before we leave this game. Okay, so Mikey, you might want to laugh at these as well, because I did. So, we'll laugh uh, at them as well. <laughs> yeah, so on the 2020 NFL season, Carson Wentz, his completion percentage is 58.1%, which is the 31st best in the NFL. Horrific. Yes. Who's worse? Well, probably some of the kind of backups maybe that are in there. I don't know. But 31st yeah. best. Um, yeah. Passer rating is 73.4 on average, which is the 30th best in the NFL. His 15 interceptions is the most in the NFL. His His 19 total giveaways, including fumbles, is the most in the NFL. And his 46 sacks this season is the most in the NFL. Now, every one of those stats until the sacks... I can I can maybe
1: give them the dues for the sacks in a sense that the offensive line's been decimated. It's changed every week. Right, I can understand that. But surely if you know you have a decimated offensive line that can't stop someone coming to you, don't hold onto the ball for 10 minutes. Try and get it out your hands.
0: Yeah, that's my... That's Dump my... it off to somebody. That...
1: Throw it to a
2: receiver. I think that... Don't just hug the thing. I think they should also... Just, and I'm—I seriously, I'm talking like thirty-five to forty touches a game for Miles Sanders. Like, I'm, I give I'm on saying, the ball. Yeah, uh, just absolutely pound the rock with the Eagles. They—they they need to turn if they want to win this division. They need to turn into a massive run-heavy team. Might be too late already. And then after a week or two, kind of have defense defenses kind of figuring out what's going on, and that maybe will allow Carson Wentz with a bit more time to throw. What I think will it's work- just. What I think
1: will work if we do that is, Zach Ertz will probably be back this week. Now, now fair play to Richard Rodgers and Dallas Goddard, obviously Dallas Goddard to less of an extent because he's been out as well. They've they've filled a void to an extent, but Zach Ertz is, is a much better player than both of them, I would say. Having him back, you start running the ball and then he plays underneath and he runs the short routes. Just get Carson Wentz somebody to get the ball out too quick because he he can't hold on to the ball for long enough. We can't stop people getting close to him, the, uh, and then he tries these stupid ninety yard passes and triple
0: coverage. Yeah. So so just just to quickly finish, Mikey, if you could get Doug Peterson just to listen to what you said because I'm the Miles Sanders owner in fantasy and I'd quite like <laughs> him to score more than like six points. So
2: I'll don't worry, I'll I'll speak to him. If you
0: could send him a fax or something, I think that's how you talk to him, would so it? I started oh, so that statement with.
1: I started that statement with. I'm not going to get annoyed at that to only lose six, and now I'm like.
0: Oh yeah, we knew it. A total rage. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's move on to the last matchup of the week, which was meant to be the third matchup of the week that was originally played, meant to be played on Thanksgiving evening, and then it got moved to the Sunday, and then it got moved to the Tuesday, and then it got moved to the Wednesday. So Baltimore at Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh. Peter decimated Baltimore nineteen points to fourteen. This was originally your game to look at, my uh, not my Kai, but then uh, you know, it got moved, so we all had a wee watch of it. Um we had no Lamar Jackson for the Ravens, uh and instead we had RG Three and McSorley, who I was surprised <laughs> with how well he played. Uh yeah, what do you want to say about that, really?
1: As Mikey said, RG3 is just a console Lamar Jackson. <laughs> it's just not, for anyone that doesn't know what console means, it's just not quite as good a version of Lamar Jackson, but tried
2: to do the same thing. Um, this is um, this was the longest week in NFL history. Yep. 100, 100, well 100, 100, 100, that,
0: 150 I hours, I think it was, between the start of game one and the end of game 16.
2: Yeah, which is just mad. Um, I enjoyed the game. I, I know Kai was. Uh, a bit apprehensive about it uh, last night when we were talking about it, but I, I loved it I just, I, similar to the Saints Saints Broncos, it was rough it was a bit all over the place, it was scrappy but it made for entertainment, especially because it was the divisional game, it had been hold, held on for so long and postponed that there was going to be some bad blood, it was, yeah I, I enjoyed the game, big time
0: Yeah, I very much enjoyed it Deontay Johnson, uh, he had 8 receptions for 46 yards, not too bad but some of those drops Goodness me, it was like he had butter nah, in his I, fingers I,
2: Everyone was dropping it, from Ebron yep. as well I think Claypool like Chase, the, yeah, drop Chase Claypool
1: dropped two or three that You would really expect a, a bang average receiver to be able to, to It wasn't as if he was like we also a, see under a, pressure
2: Did we see be, uh, Big Ben coming on at the start of the game? Uh, I was, with his helmet it to the, the, the fan massive. heater <laughs> 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 the, commentator
1: be, uh, the commentator said to be the commentator said to be fair he is 36, so he probably likes the small comforts in life by now. But if that's <laughs> yeah. a rookie quarterback, he just chucks his helmet on and gets out and deals with it. Big Ben he needs to be comfortable in that pocket.
0: Is this the way that the Steelers I, are playing? Um, they are they are they are they're a, a pass first team, but it's not throw the ball down the field. Basically, see how most teams would try and run the ball for five yards they passed the ball for five five yards uh, because his longest pass was 27 yards in that game
2: yeah there was talks um, again commentators it was Chris Collinsworth who I think is the best commentator of all time I absolutely love the guy I like him Um, he was saying he was saying last night that it showed you a kind of Timeline of Big Ben, I think back in the day when they won their Super Bowl, Big Ben was holding onto the ball for six, six, seven seconds at a time at some points yeah. and was making passes. Whereas now it's a maximum of two before he's given out those quick throws. It was, it's very, it's what you're saying is right. Rather than just those wee chunk plays with running, they're doing it with passing instead. But I, I've i just, <laughs> I got a message at the start of the podcast from one of my friends, Josh, who's a Cowboys fan. Sorry to hear. Um, but he's just text me saying, are you going to do a feature on how the Steelers are the worst unbeaten team ever?
0: <laughs> well, I think I mentioned this a couple I mean, of weeks ago. I said that I didn't think they were amazing yeah. and still unbeaten.
2: See, the thing is, as
1: well, this, like they're, they're what eleven and zero now. The Chiefs are only one win off them. The Chiefs are ten and one. See, the thing is, as really well, really, they they lost see, against that a poor Raiders team.
2: Yeah, if if the Chiefs and Steelers both end of the season fifteen and one, the Chiefs get the one seed because um. Something to do with the divisions, I can't remember. Strength, or the strength, of schedule or the schedule. I schedule. Yeah, yeah, it's to do yeah. with strength, so, of
1: schedule. I think.
2: I, st- I still think the Chiefs will get the one seed. I do. There's something that's just screaming into me, thinking they'll get the one seed and they'll play their home games at Arrowhead on their way to a second yep, Super Bowl. But, I, can, I can, yeah, agree the Steelers. With that. Yeah, the Steelers have had a an easy schedule to say the least. But listen, again, my friend the Steelers fan hand that I've mentioned before he says you can only beat what's in front of you and right now they're 11 and 0 and fair play to them. Yeah. Got
1: um, a, they've got a relatively straightforward schedule for the last four or five I think as well. I think they's to play the Bengals, well aside from the Bills I think they play and they also play the Colts. I think they play the Bengals, they play Washington and I can't remember who the fifth one is. Uh, um, but it's it's the, not a strenuous schedule. Is
0: it not the Browns? The other game have you not only played? Them I think once, yeah, or... yeah, yeah I, think the Browns. Browns. I think
1: you're right actually. Yeah, yeah. So they play the Browns. Who that could be a, an interesting game. The Browns will probably be wanting to try and pick up as many wins as they can. Um And by that point, the Steelers might be starting to. And in fact, no, they won't be if they are playoff contenders and they're gunning for the 1 seed under 16 in no season, they're not going to take the foot off the gas
0: uh, Cleveland Browns, sorry I know we're talking about the other AFC North teams here but Cleveland Browns are 8-3 and three, yet their point differential is minus 21 yep <laughs> so they scrape wins and get yeah. bluttered by other teams <laughs> <laughs> they lose very heavily yeah. in the games
1: they do lose and they win big in the ones that well, no, no, sorry, they, they, they don't, don't win they very big think-
2: I think that Brown Steelers game could be interesting. I know that the Steelers still have to play the, the Bills and the Colts, which people say that's where they could get their first loss. But who knows? The way this season's been going, Brown's D has been good. I, I, I don't know. Uh, if Baker Mayfield passes under how many times, Adam? I think they might get the win.
0: 26, I think, is the statistic, as long as he passes under <laughs> 26 times.
2: That's that's the game plan for the Steelers yeah, game.
0: Exactly. Uh, it's all right. It's not like the Steelers have got a really good run defense or anything that they might struggle running against. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's sixteen games we've done quite well there. Normally we'll have to talk about fourteen, but we had sixteen games to talk about yeah. there, and we've talked. It's about It's been the, all 16.
2: the longest, the longest week in the NFL, and probably the longest podcast we'll ever do as well.
0: Yes, well, we'll see. We've still got some to go because I assume, Mikey, you're going to tell us all about the playoff rankings, and we're going to have to tell us how we're yes. going to predict the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl again.
2: Yeah, that's we should just call it the chief, the Chiefs sweepstake. Um, yeah, I'll go through them quickly. The for the first time since. I think we started doing this. There's a new team in the NFC rankings. Uh, Giants are in, Eagles are out. So we'll start with them. So Saints replaced the Packers. Uh, sorry, the Saints are the number one seed still. So we've got the number seven Arizona Cardinals at the number two Seattle Seahawks. 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 Um, we've got <laughs> the number six Buccaneers at the number three Packers.
0: Packers. Bucks for me, so that leaves up to you, Mikey.
2: I'm going to take MVP pack. MVP, Uh Aaron Rodgers. And then we've got the team, every team wants the number five seed. The number five Rams, the number four Giants.
0: Do we have to give an answer (laughs) (laughs) there?
1: I think Aaron Donald will absolutely play with whoever's in at quarterback in that game.
2: Yep. So that's the number one, two, three, and five seeds progress. So the rams at the saints
0: saints for me
2: yeah i think the saints probably
1: nah saints right yeah saints
2: well, i was i was taking the rams but okay saints um and then we've got the number three packers at seattle seattle yeah i think
0: so seattle's I think the... defense has improved yeah
2: all right with an improved defense i think
1: seattle will be too good
2: I was taking the Packers, but whatever. That's fine. It's my <laughs> game, but he's a ruining it. Um <laughs> yeah. and then the Seahawks, Seahawks at the Saints for the NFC Championship.
0: Oh, that is tough.
2: I think
1: uh, I think purely on offense. Oh, I fuck. think
2: fighting, I'll right? start with a Michael a Michael Thomas vintage performance that has been everyone's been waiting for all season, happens in the NFC Championship, and the Saints will go to the Super Bowl.
1: I know we've slated them so much in the past few weeks, but I just have a feeling that if the Seahawks get there, they, the win. I don't know. Right, I, I'm, I'll some... go Seahawks. I'll put it down to you.
0: Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that usually gets put on yeah. me. So uh, Seahawks. I think the defense is so right, improved Seahawks are back. Yeah. again, Mikey.
2: Seahawks haven't. Seahawks haven't been in our Super Bowl since week 8 um, and then we've got the AFC only difference this time is the Raiders are out the Dolphins are in so Steelers again with the number 1 seed you've got the 7 Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs
0: see this is a sort of game the this Chief... is the one that
2: Adam likes this yeah. is the one that Adam likes yeah
0: Yeah, but I think, I think I'm going to go Chiefs
1: yeah I think Chiefs I just don't think the Raiders are very good yeah.
2: I think every other week we could have said, especially after the the two Raiders games, and being like, "Well, the Raiders." But after that Tyreek Hill performance, I, I can't I can't say anyone else but the Chiefs. Um, Browns number six at the number three Bills.
1: Bills, Bills all the all way all day long. Yep.
2: Bills five Titans at the four Colts.
0: Are the Titans not the four? Wait. But also, you five said the Titans. Dolphins were in,
1: and the not Raiders the were out. How have the Raiders lost and got into playoff <laughs> contention. Yes, my fault. I, I,
2: mean, I realise what I've done now. Yeah, I have it here. Hold on, one second.
1: Elevator that's music plays while well, play. Mikey finds the right do, 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 to playoff do, contention.
0: Do, do, have we got a wee tune we play? Where we play at? Oh no, that's just <laughs> that's just how how this segment's going. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's my first mistake. Leave me alone. You guys have had it out for me since day one. Right. So, as we said, the Steelers are the number one seed, yes. obviously. Um, and I've got it here. So, start again. Big deep breath, Nico. Right, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, it's taking forever to load, da, 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 More <laughs> elevated <music>. So, <laughs> we have the number seven Colts at the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry, so let me start again.
1: Ah, uh, Chiefs. I'm still going Chiefs there. So. Chiefs.
2: And then we've got the number six Miami Dolphins against the number three Titans.
1: I, I'll, I would like the Dolphins to win there.
2: I, I think there would be something nice about that, but I think it's got to be the Titans. Titans, yes, please. I'm, yeah, I'm taking the, the Titans. And then you've got the number five Browns at the Buffalo Bills again. We're just sticking with
1: that. 100% the Bills still.
2: Yeah, Bills. Yep. Yeah. so... This one we've got the top four seeds going through, um, so the Steelers now come into play. So we've got the number one Pittsburgh Steelers at home to the Buffalo Bills. Steelers.
1: Ah, uh, I'll put it to you, Mikey. I'll go Bills. I want to see Bills and the Bills and Josh Allen.
2: Yeah. I want to say Bills but I'm, I'm just the Steelers have given me no reason to believe that they won't win a playoff game so I'm going to say the Steelers um, and then we've got the number 3 Titans at the Chiefs
0: this is tough this is
2: very hard Give me very hard gimme Derek Henry gimme Derek Henry all day long I'm going to go with the Titans just to be different
1: and I'll go with Chiefs so I can put it on Adam again yeah. <laughs>
0: now, I think I said it might have been last week or the week before the only team I think in the AFC that the Chiefs do not want to play as the Titans. And for that reason, I'm going to pick the Titans. Nice. So for the first time since we did this... Oh, sorry, I've just stole your
2: line. Yeah, Yeah, first time since we did it. Well, it's you, you're allowed to. I've had an absolute nightmare for this segment. (laughs) Um, So we've got a brand new Super Bowl that we've not had before. Titans. Titans we've, we've versus not, no, we, we still we still
0: need country. the. Oh, it's an AFC Championship game, not a play We still that, need the Steelers Titans game. I you are sure having I'm a. Oh my
1: <laughs> <at night. laughs> <laughs> uh, Titans at
0: Steelers. Titans at
1: Steelers.
2: <laughs> Let's just get this done so we can get to the questions.
0: Let's go with Titans. Titans for Titans. me as well.
2: Right, so again, what I said from the start then, you just had to butt in with that AFC Championship game. Titans at Seahawks,
1: <laughs> let's go. A, ra- a rather crucial part of the playoff picture, Mike.
0: <laughs> Titans against the Seahawks in Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl, and the Titans will get there realising, oh, we've not really been at one of these before, and they will crumble, and the Seahawks will Aye, win. I think I think they'll fall to bits. I, I say Seahawks.
1: I right, think we'll Tanner Hills um lack of big huge massive big spectacle games will probably show compared to Russell Wilson's so,
2: ability in a playoff game. In week 8 we said the Seahawks would win the Super Bowl and then weeks nine, ten, 10 and 11 we said the Chiefs would win and we were we were just absolutely going in on the Seahawks saying how hard oh, they were and now suddenly all of a they're, sudden they're they're winning winning this this, is
0: the this, this defense of the Seahawks I think was the missing piece. I, th- yep. I think they were really they had a, they're running their passing was fine, but they didn't have a pass rush. And I think I know you can't put it all down to one player, but since uh, Carlos Dunlap's been there, that pass. I think rush it, un- is there.
1: it unlocks other players. Him, yeah. him being there and him being good kind of frees up other players
0: to go and do their job better.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. I think they were kind of overcompensating for the lack of
0: pass rush. Yeah, definitely. And what's that Are you hear? I would, um, I would just
2: just like to apologise uh, to. The, the listeners for my meltdown. It's the first
0: time we've ever had a meltdown. well, that's
2: Kai's had a meltdown in the past when he used profanity on the and radio silence on the podcast. So everybody gets one.
0: That's exactly. my one. And I, I, get, I get it when I just forget how to use words. So it's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah. That was the two minute warning. I'm sure you heard in the background, which means we go to our predictions, which I'm sure everyone remembers because it was a highlight of everybody's week. I won last week. It was amazing. But let's see how we did this week. Because you know, I might go back to my normal. I've not, I, I, as I say, I've not even checked, so I don't even know how I've done. The Luckily person... for you, Adam,
1: there was more games for you to get
0: wrong this week. Uh, exactly. Uh, so I'm sure I'm definitely above five hundred. Maybe. So, uh, game one was was Houston at Detroit, and Houston won.
2: Sweep for all of us. We picked the Texans.
0: Well done, and I'm sure we all picked uh, Washington to beat Dallas, didn't we?
2: No, we all had the wrong
0: sweep. We all said Cowboys. Uh, Did we all have Miami to beat the Jets? We all did. That's another sweep. Good. And as I say, I'm sure we all picked New England to beat Arizona. We had the wrong sweep. We all had the Cardinals. At least we're together here. Right, this one we might have split. I can't remember. Minnesota beat Carolina. Sweep for the Vikings. We were all right. Oh, well done to us. Did we all have Cleveland beating Jacksonville? Sweep. We all had the Braves. I tell you, we're all sticking together. Did we stick together? There is
1: one game here that... Distinguishes yeah, it, did,
0: and, it's,
2: and it's right now
0: <laughs> Is it that we stick together For the Tennessee Colts game No
2: Me, me and you did Adam oh, We both we? had the Titans oh, That was good Kai just doesn't think That Derek Henry's A good running back Oh Adam. you see,
0: see Even the Colts. even me who really Likes the Colts And normally picks them Didn't pick them In this game so, I, yeah. I had to pick them uh, On a
1: on a defensive basis uh, I just thought They would probably Shut down
0: I can understand that How wrong I was You were very wrong uh, The Giants beat the Bengals uh, I hope we all Pick the Giants
2: we all had the Giants, yes. uh
0: um, Buffalo beat the Chargers.
2: Um, me and Kai <laughs> had the belt. You had the Chargers, Adam.
0: Yeah, I'm grimacing there. Um, to be honest, there was a chance they might have if they just you know, stopped throwing the ball to our team and fumbling. But um, We definitely all picked uh, Atlanta to demolish the Raiders, didn't we? Yeah,
2: we all had the Raiders, wrong yeah. sweep.
0: Uh, 49ers beat the Rams. We all had the Rams. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans beat the, the Broncos. <laughs> we all had the Saints. <laughs> this is getting boring this week, isn't it? Uh, Kansas City beat the Bucks. I know for a fact we didn't all pick the same team here.
2: Adam, you had the Bucks. I've not had a, a lone wolf pick yet. Yeah.
0: Me Kai had the Chiefs. Uh, Packers beat the Bears. Packers sweep. Yeah. Seahawks beat the Eagles. Seahawks sweep. And Pittsburgh beat the Ravens. Steal sweep. There we go. Uh, some of the games, to be fair, were not hard to pick, I don't think. No. Yeah. Which is why we had so many sweeps. So there's not going to be a huge well, separation in the the selections here, it looks like.
2: So, first to worst, Adam, you're on 10 out of 16 for the week. Uh-huh. Me and Kai only had the we said when we put our predictions I in that there was only one won. game that was separating us and uh, it was the Titans Colts. So... Uh, Kai's on 11 out of 16, and I finished the week on 12 out of 16. So Um, the total scores are Adam is on 85 out of 145, Kai's on 88 out of 145, and just like in ESPN, just like in Sleeper, and just like in this, I am in first place. With 93 out of 145 So there's now a 5 point difference Can you keep second.
1: clipping that Adam Oh see no, what uh, he says, yeah, just like this yeah. With all of these, and then see when we come to the end of the
0: season And he's lost every single one of them
2: It's fine, what, what I will keep saying that I'm in first place until I'm in no longer first place What, what Mikey doesn't is
0: know is that Every time he says all these things I just mute him for the podcast So we can, he thinks he's talking to us But no one's hearing it in the podcast It's just complete radio silence so.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's yep. Adam on eighty-five, Kai on eighty-eight, Mikey eight on ninety-three.
0: Well, well done. And let's do our Thursday night prediction, will we? Oh no, we won't because it's been moved to Tuesday, so we don't have to make a prediction for tonight's football match, um, as it's been moved. So we've got lots of games on Sunday, some on Monday, and one on Tuesday for this week. Do we have anything else to add or can we finish here? I think Kai has some university stuff to do today, don't you? So.
1: Yeah, I've got to go and pretend to
0: be clever yes. for a couple of hours. I mean, that's a it's a really um, hard thing uh, to pretend that.
2: I'm going to go golfing and tell people to to pick Derek Carr in a fantasy lineup this season yeah. uh, this week.
0: <laughs> well, uh, just random, random guys, guys. <laughs>
1: random like, folk, yeah. guys that don't play fantasy football, just random old blokes in the first tee. Just going to speak to him about Derek Carr. I
0: mean, it could be a good pick this week because they do play the Jets. So
1: yeah, I mean, I have him, I still have them <laughs> on my bench, and I'm kind of almost tempted to just keep them there for some sort of redemption. But yeah.
0: but we will see. I think I'm going to finish it there. They let you go and do your uni stuff, Kai. So thank you, Kai, yes. for joining us this week, and thank you, Mikey, for joining us this week. Pleasure Cheers. as always. Yes, and we will see you all next week. See you then. What